Welcome everybody back again to episode two of the Wet Beds Comic Book Club. I'm JP with my guy DA. Yes, we are back again. Episode two. Couple upgrades on my end. Got a beautiful mic stand. Got a new camera and all its glory. Still figuring some stuff out, with it, but feeling fancy. exciting stuff. Feeling fancy. Yep. And in you know regular fashion for me, we had about two weeks in between last episode and this episode for recording and so what i decided to do was wait till about three hours two hours <laughs> to record it to read every single issue so these books are on my mind <laughs> i <laughs> i have been glued to old newspapers pretty much so you you, you put it off to the last minute is, is what yeah, and I said I wasn't going to do that, too, as a joke. Remember, like, two weeks ago? I was yeah. like, I'm definitely not going to wait till the last minute. There's always next week. Right, yeah. No, I'm definitely next week. I'm not going to. Basically, all I'm saying is if, if there's ever not a new episode on Monday, you know who to look at. That's all I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I won't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, let's... I won't even... Uh, but... I won't even. Uh, with that said, like he said, he's got some upgrades on his camera. I do not have an upgrade on my camera. I got some Christmas lights up. It's December it doesn't now. doesn't really look like it. I mean... Oh, my camera looks... It looks good. It looks good. We're, we're working if, if, with if it. If you're listening to this in podcast format, you should head <coughs> over to YouTube to DA Comics, and you can see our faces over there. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, you should go and follow us on all the podcast formats. So all that's over the place. That's, that's another thing. Last episode, I forgot that we even had listeners. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I got to be, you know, I got you this time, listeners. I'm a listener. Podcast-wise, I don't really watch them. I listen, so... Mm. See, I'm more of a video guy. That's why I like a little bit of both. Yeah, I forgot about my people. But I was a little uh, iffy last week in the episode uh, before it came out on which platforms we were going to be on. I can officially now say we are on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and YouTube. So yes. if one of those is your favorite podcast platform, that can be where you can go. Aside from that... Uh... No one in this house is respecting the working man. <laughs> And his podcasting form. I was going to say, I didn't hear anything. You, you muted your mic quick enough. Quick draw. I'm quick with that shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a professional. Yeah. We're already pros. I mean, two episodes in and we're I mean, pros. Yeah. I mean, we got the uh, long history. With... Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like riding a bike, you know? You don't forget how to do it. So before we dive into this week's episode or issues, uh, which if you didn't catch last episode... Uh, in this episode, we are going to be going through Amazing Spider-Man issue 6 through 10. Yes. Uh, before we dive into those, I realized something after the first episode went live. You're going to tell me about my phone. I don't even no, know where it is. We did okay. realize that, and phones are silenced now, so if there were any listeners who were annoyed by the buzzing in the background, I apologize. But uh, I realized some of the dates that I had said for those comic books might not be accurate. And that's why you can't be trusted. I, well, I honestly, there's a lot of different answers depending on where you look. Because I was looking off of like the Marvel Wiki on the dates they were published, but on Marvel Unlimited, they have totally different dates. So from this point on, I am stating my source. When we're talking about dates, I am getting the dates from Marvel Unlimited. If the dates are wrong, blame them, not me. Putting that out there now. All right. But I realized, because apparently issue one, if these dates are to be trusted, did come out in 1963. Right. So, Fantasy 15 was still 62, but this one's 63, so. Alright, it's fine. I stand I forgive you. There. But from there, 
let's just dive right in. Issue six. Issue six. I want. Uh, yeah, you do issue six because I want you to do issue eight. Okay. I'm curious why you want me to do issue eight. Well, because you like Electro. I'm giving you one of your favorite villains, no? Electro's issue nine. All right, I'm stupid. So I'm going to do issue six. <laughs> <clears throat> Hit us with the 30 second summary. All right, 30 second summary. Here we go. Issue six. A very popular villain introduced the lizard. Classic origin story. Love him. Everybody knows about it. If you know Spider Man, you know the lizard. Issue six is where he comes in. We see introduction of Doc Connors. We see some horrible dinosaur facts that are not true at all. <laughs> and um, a classic origin story. It's going to be interesting to see where this character goes from here because we know it's not a uh, expanding character. I'm trying to figure out what dinosaur facts you're referring to. Um, well, he calls dinosaurs lizards. It's just not true. <laughs> they're birds. I mean, everybody knows this. Well, they're dinosaurs, First off. actually. <laughs> no, the fucking it's kind of It's kind of oh. its own thing. He called them lizards. He was like, oh... Wait, hold on, hold on. I see the dinosaur. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Somewhere he says, all I, uh, yeah, he wants to learn about lizards, so he's looking at the dinosaurs. Yeah, and that's just like, you're not going to find nothing about them. That's true. That is true. Also, I get the liberties of saying, you know, dinosaurs can be shot and bullets ricochet off their, you know, skin. We'll take liberties there, but. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, no one really knows what their skin was like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a dinosaur podcast now. We're officially... Pale- paleontologists have entered the chat. They would yep. like to have a word with you. Yep. Yep. Uh, sorry, guys. This is actually not a Spider-Man podcast. We are now talking. Welcome about to episode two of Boneheads. Uh, Ooh, no, <laughs> that don't like that. Nah, cut, cut that out. Don't like that. Cens- censor that. You yeah. gotta censor that for the kids. Yeah. Uh, but uh, sorry, I interrupted your summary. Continue. <clears throat> I mean, I'm done with my son. That's it. Okay. It's a lizard. I don't it's know what lizard, else you got. Yeah. Famous, I mean, straight out of uh, the movies. Well, the movies were straight out of this, but uh, I was really looking forward to reading this issue this week. We talked about it at the end of last episode. Yeah. I forgot that it was in Florida. I Once I opened the book, I was like, oh, isn't this in Florida? <laughs> I, I completely and he was like as soon as it started they were like oh he's in the swamps of Florida and I was like oh yeah they fly down to Florida in this issue <laughs> yeah because I mean there's really not there's no swamps in New York so yeah well apparently there's farms over on Staten Island so they might have some swamps who knows <laughs> not not big enough for the lizard oh yeah no no but uh I I love the lizard I think he's a really cool villain I like him and I think it's interesting because, you know, last issue or last episode, really we saw the arc of Peter kind of becoming a hero. And now I think going into these five issues, this is when you start to see him start to actually be looking to do good. Like he's like, I should no, go stop the lizard. He's definitely a hero, but he's almost even more of a prick. <laughs> he, he like outdoes himself in this, in these five issues. A little bit, a little At bit. some point, at some point. We'll get to that. One thing that starts off in this comic book, and we'll see through the all five, like kind of the theme, I think, for this episode of the podcast is uh, Peter and Betty Brant. I like it. Are kind of becoming a thing in this issue. I like it. Which she she was around in the earlier ones, but this is the first one where you kind of see them flirting a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and and, okay, that's one of the, what I was talking about, about him really outdoing himself. 
he is just one woman to the next, bro. He is using <laughs> his like was he'll something will work on Liz and he'll be like, oh bet I'm gonna say it to, to Betty as well. <laughs> oh, Liz isn't picking up. My dog's going crazy. My Liz isn't picking up. <laughs> just just. Your dog, your dog doesn't like uh, doesn't like that Peter's going lady to lady either. I mean, I, I agree, I agree with him. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's one interesting takeaway. If you would ask someone who hasn't read these comic books who Peter's first girlfriend was, they would say Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy. Maybe someone who read the first couple would say Liz, but it is Betty Brant. She's the first girl that he actually like kind of has a relationship with. Well, it's the only girl to give him a chance. Yeah. That's you know, true. Liz gave him a chance. <laughs> who knows? Who did Who did he, like, did he try to call Liz and she didn't pick up? So he was like, oh, I'll just call somebody else real quick. I think so, yeah, because Liz was pining after Spider-Man. Was that this issue? Like I said, I read these all in one sitting. They are all one issue to me. So yeah, I don't know what's going on. Blending together. This was the issue where it mostly just kind of showed him and Betty talking a little bit. And then he immediately goes to Jameson and tries to get him to pay for him to go to Florida Right. And this is where we really get to see Spider-Man be a little bit of a punk. Because when Jameson's like, no, I'm not sending you to Florida, he immediately goes and changes into a Spider-Man costume and then harasses JJ <laughs> and is like, I'm going to Florida. You better send your best photographer. Like, that's not very subtle. Yeah, I don't know how they don't realize it's him. Yeah, he's literally just like, hey, you know that photographer that was just in here asking for... To go to Florida, well, you should send someone. Also, he swears in this one. I mean, they bleep it out, but he swears. Oh yeah, J. Joe right. Jameson. Oh, J. J. Um, does that's right. Yeah, I was like, oh, really? All right. They're getting uh, getting a little uh, feisty in the in the comic books now. He swears twice in five issues. He did it again in one of the other issues. I guess we'll get to that when we get to that, but it's not this one. Oh yeah, and these continue to flesh out J. J.'s character, which I love to see because he's kind of the main. Yeah. Antagonist isn't the right word, but kind of like foil to yeah. Peter. He's, he makes things happen. Yeah, in, he in he, story. he is very much uh, progressing the story throughout this comic yeah. and the next few. Um, but uh, yeah, so then they go down to Florida. They go down to Florida. <clears throat> so again, he's going down to Florida for why? It's not really because this guy's gonna accidentally kill somebody. It's it's mostly like, like, why did it go down again? Good PR, you know. PR. That's right. Maybe it's like, yeah, okay. Why? Okay, because they were like, why isn't Spider-Man going down and capturing the lizard, like defeating him? Yeah. Like, All right. I guess I got to do this so they think I'm a good guy. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, fine. I'll go and fight the lizard. I'll fight the lizard, man. All right. But that first fight, I mean, I love how he just walks into the swamp and almost immediately the lizard's there. Like, he doesn't have to look for him at all. This must be a small swamp. I've been to Florida. There's a lot of swamp there. There's a lot of swamp, <laughs> yeah. It seems like he has his own, own swamp because, like, the police were just guarding the entrance to his swamp. So, like, okay, this is a lizard swamp. We're going to guard that and just let him create an ecosystem with him. Like, I don't... And Yeah, for some reason they weren't trying to get in there and stop him. Just just let him let him live. He's a lizard man. I don't know. But he, he fights him, and he narrowly gets away, uh, and then he just kind of happens upon a house in the middle of the swamp, which happens to be Kirk Connor's house. Also, I gotta say, I love the lab coat on the lizard. Oh, classic. It's the, just such a classic. Purple pants, right? Yeah, purple pants. Very, uh... <clears throat> the Inkers love purple and green. 
in the Marvel in Marvel Universe, dude. The Hulk, they bring Goblin, Lizard in this issue. I think they just maybe they show up better. I mean, they want them to be colorful, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, purple and green's a good good color combo. I no, I love it. No, I'm yeah. not saying it. You ever have a Hulk popsicle? No. Purple and green, amazing. My favorite. <laughs> I've never had Hulk. I've seen the Spider-Man popsicles where his face. Well, they is come like in. Mis-shaped. They come in a. No, they come in a three pack. It's like you know the uh, firecrackers. It's oh, like that, yeah, but yeah. like there's Spider-Man, Hulk, and Iron Man. Don't eat the Iron Man ones. They're not very good. <laughs> Anyways, back to Hulk <laughs> one's definitely the best, definitely. Okay. Anyways, back to the Lizard Man. <laughs> uh, we get his origin. We get his origin, which is very not fleshed out like these, you know, that we see in the in the movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, brass tacks. He lost his arm in the war. I'm guessing World War Two. Um, tries to grow it back, grows back, turns himself into a lizard. And his brain function declines from there. It goes crazy, pretty much. Yes. Uh, one takeaway for me from this that, like, having most recently seen the Lizard's Origin in the movies and right. in the video games and everywhere else, they almost always tie Curtis Connors to Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, he did not know Curtis Connors in his first appearance. No. And I thought that was one thing that they've seemed to kind of change over time as they've made him know Curtis Connors and then he becomes the lizard. Almost like in every single format other than the original. Yeah, like every other adaptation, that's how they do it. So I thought it was interesting that originally it was literally just some lizard and he happened upon Curtis Connors' house to figure out who he was. And it's funny because they probably put him in Florida because it was like, we can't have a lizard man in New York. They could have had him in the sewer. I don't know why they did. That's what they did. That. That's what they did in like animated series and stuff like that. He was just oh, and yeah. in the movies, right? He was just in the sewer, right? Right. But I guess maybe they wanted it. I don't know. They wanted him to go to some exotic places, travel to Florida, um, for a change of scenery. But uh, introduces Billy Connors, his son, and that's kind of his main motivation uh, for Curtis and to kind of rescue him. Uh, but I love how he's at their house learning yep. about his origin and then the lizard just shows up there right so <clears throat> it's kind of like a 50 50 it seems like obviously kurt is still in there somewhere but the lizard is really taking a hold of his mind like he still knows who his son is and like wants his son to be near him yeah so he just shows back up it's a bit of like instinct kind of driving him right exactly but i think this Continues to show. I, I, one of the things I love about these early issues, take a shot, everybody. There we uh, go. Is they really show how smart Peter Parker is? Because yes. every single issue, he is doing some science to save the day. I mean, in issue four or issue five versus Doctor Doom, he was doing the things with the chemicals. Issue four, he figures out to use the vacuum against Sandman. Issue three, uh, he like creates that adhesive to put Doc Ock's arms together. And in this one, he just whips up a cure to his lizard form in, like, ten minutes. Issue two with the with the vulture, with the magnetics. The magnetic, yeah. Like, every single issue, every single villain that shows up, he's just insanely smart. Yeah, he really, he really just whipped that thing up, huh? Yeah. I'm like, and Curtis then... Connors didn't create a cure. But Peter Parker, this high school kid, can just whip together something that saves the day. It really For shows sure. that he's a very smart person. Very smart lad. And uh, I also think when we're talking about the art, uh, 
you know, we, we had some criticism of Steve Ditko's art last episode. I want to give him a compliment here. And I said it in the last episode. He draws really good faces. Yeah. Uh, and on page uh, 13 of this issue, which is right when he's making the cure, the panel where it's, uh, what's her name? What's Connor's wife's name? Martha? Something along those lines. Marla, something like that. Uh, it's a shot of her just like with a surprised face. And I think that's really, really good. Even Spider-Man looks good in this. He does, yeah, yeah. Like his, his face his suit has costume. is still mostly black. Seems it, like it's it, kind of it, going it, back and forth. It's, it's going back and forth in this issue. Like, it, especially early in the issue, if you look back, like, it's very blue. Yeah. And then, like, in that same, in those panels before, it's, or even in that panel you're talking about, it's straight black and red. Yeah, so it seems like they're still, I don't know if they, well, yeah, I'm flipping to later panels when he's fighting the lizard, and it's almost entirely blue. Right. So they're still kind of figuring well, it we out can't, a little we, bit, but... We can't skip past the uh, the web boat uh, shoes. Oh, <laughs> like the water wouldn't dissolve the webs. Or like, yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's great. It, I mean, that's how you sell toys, man. That's true. I mean, that's that's, that's what, not what he was thinking here, but like, that's how you sell a toy. That is, yeah, yeah. I love just chilling in a Florida swamp and just happens upon an abandoned Spanish fort. Well, as you would. As one does, yeah. Uh, also, and, it's probably very hot in that swamp. Oh, it's so hot. That suit has got to be swampy as heck. <laughs> uh, but I do love how now you see the lizard with the alligators. That's really cool. Yeah, that's right. He, like, kind of controls them a little bit, I guess. It's pretty neat. Uh, they see him as, like, a higher... Yeah, a superior lizard. Which, are alligators lizards? Yes. No? I'm not lizards, they're alligators. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we're kind of just calling a lot of things lizards. Well, that's what I'm saying with the dinosaur stuff is that they took, really took liberties with the, with the... Yeah. Well... Species here. We've established that Stan Lee kind of had to make some things up scientifically for... I don't blame him. For these, yeah, he's not a scientist. We're, nit, we're, nit, we're nitpicking. We're nitpicking, you know. 100%, yeah. But uh, then it's pretty much just a fight scene with lizard. And, I mean, that's... I love this fight scene. It's in the fort... Just kind of bouncing around with the lizard, ultimately trying to get him to take the serum and mm -hmm. transform him back. But a lot of these panels, I mean, page 18, uh, that's like the six panels of him fighting lizard. I love all of the different poses and shots, and I just think the art's really, really good in this issue. Question for you. What do you think about the like the lizard's look, the, his design in this issue? I think that he looks cool, but... Right. I do like his look later when they've given him more of a snout. Like, like I, McFarlane type snout or like... Like I feel like in more modern comics he has a, yeah, yeah. a longer kind of crocodile snout and I think that looks really cool. Um, kind of looks more like a dragon-ish. Right. right. Um, whereas this looks more like a traditional like lizard man swamp thing type. Uh, like a little bit of like a little bit like a turtle. A little bit like a turtle... The flat face, he looks a little goofy, but he's cool. He looks the most like a uh, lizard. Looks the most like a... <laughs> Your dog just wants to participate in the Listen, podcast. Listen, she's got separation anxiety. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> you should just hold her the entire podcast, just like pet her. And... I said, I'm doing a podcast. You said, I don't care. <laughs> she's a guest guest star. Guest star. Yeah, maybe one day she'll review a, <laughs> review an issue with us. Yeah. She probably wouldn't like that. No, probably not. No, not at all. Um, but I, I do like his look. I, I think he looks good. 
definitely a, definitely like a, a, a hit for Steve Ditko's like art here. I like it a lot. I mean, when I think of Lizard, I mostly think of, like, the animated series look. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, the 90s animated series look. Right. Kind of right. like the McFarlane uh, like look as well. Yeah, I mean, but I like this a lot. Iconic McFarlane cover with the right, exactly yeah, I think it's like three thirteen or something. But mm-hmm. this is probably the most lizard looking, like the movie. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even yeah. lizard, you don't have really have a snap like that. I like. It. I think it's cool. they did for the movie. They made him flat faced, like more comic accurate. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was pretty this. cool. I liked it. A lot of and, people didn't. I enjoyed. it. And he's about to be in Spider Man No Way Home coming out yeah, this, so this week. Is... <sighs> Do you, you got your tickets? Do you have your tickets? I got mine. I have my I have my tickets, yeah. Are you going Thursday? Yes. Oh, yeah. If Wait, does it come out Thursday or Friday? Was uh, the date? Well, Friday is the release date, but the first showings no. are Thursday night. No, I'm going Friday. Okay, I'm going Thursday. See, I'm going at 9 o'clock on Friday. Damn. So I got to stay away from anything. Oh, yeah. I stay away from everything. I just close my eyes until 9. Pretty much all this week, because apparently reviewers can start talking about it Monday. So. Well, I don't like surprises anymore. Oh. I I don't want anyone to spoil the first appearance of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield for me. I, I swear, I might surprised. I might actually cry. I'm going to. I'm going I to. might cry. I mean, it's ridiculous, but I might do it. I, I already said, and we're going on a bit of a tangent here, but it's Spider-Man related, so bear with us. Uh, when they first appear on the screen, if they're like musical themes from those old movies kick yeah, in, I, I, I will cry. I'm putting that out there right now. Like that Well, I don't really... Fun. Yeah, especially for Tobey. Yeah, I've been, one of my friends who I'm taking to the movie, they hadn't seen any of the Spider-Man movies, so right. this week we're watching all of them, so we watched Spider-Man 1 last night, like the first one. What did they think about that? Uh, they, I mean, they thought it was campy and corny, but it was good. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, when you, when you think about when it actually came out and what superhero movies were like at the time, that movie is fantastic. It still holds up, though. That movie's amazing. It holds up great, yeah. But anyway, it is my favorite Spider-Man movie. All right. Oh, it's great. Okay. It's great. Comic books. And we'll, we will talk about No Way Home in next week's episode, for sure. So be prepared for no, that. No, I, re- I actually refuse to. <laughs> Not spoilers, of course, but... I'm going to spoil the whole thing. <laughs> uh, anyway, my favorite scene in this episode, or episode, issue, um, is after he cures Curtis, and he goes back to JJ, and he's like, hey, I got these pictures of the lizard... And he immediately just rips ah. them up. He's like, oh, they're fake. That was hilarious. See, this is a counterpoint to what I said last episode when I was like, he's really not unlucky. He just, like, make his situation better. He's, this, in five issues, he actually is unlucky. Or, like, he'll try to do something, like, to better things, and it just doesn't work out. Yeah. So it took a, it took a pretty uh, sharp turn there. Because he's like, ah, I can't. I can't let them know. I mean, obviously, going to figure it out if I just tell them this stuff, or like, you know what I mean? They can't like it's going to be impossible to explain that. So it's like, all right, yeah, I bought them from some guy. Oh, then they're fake then. <laughs> That's so good. And then he's just like, all right, let's go back. You didn't get any pictures, and they just fly back he's home. Just pissed. So he didn't get his payday, but he got to save the day. So. I do have a question. I don't know. Maybe you can maybe you can figure this out. So it says literally in the second to last panel before the vulture panel. Um, with the letter that was sent to him about the, you know, roses are red, violets are blue, I'm still a, uh, at large, uh, so fooey to you? Yeah. Um, did, did Peter actually do that, or what was yeah. that about? Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's just childish. I thought it was like the, I don't know, I thought it was like, gonna lead to something else in the next issue or something, like someone like tried to make him pissed on behalf he, of He's literally just taunting JJ. 
Well, that's I mean, just this this last page is where you see him. He calls Liz, and Liz is like, "Don't call me." And he's just like, "Oh, okay, whatever." And then just sends a letter to JJ, taunting him like. That's what it is. She's like, let me let me call Betty first, and I'll see if she wants to date me tomorrow. Like, okay, first off, what? And then uh, they're just sitting around like, I'm gonna call this lady, see if she wants to date me. And then he's um, like, oh, she's working. I guess I'll try Liz. <laughs> try Liz then. Ladies, man, Peter Parker out here. That is such a what is he? Fifteen? That's a fifteen year old thing to do. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen, something like that. He graduates high school pretty early in the. Uh, I guess we'll get there. So. Time flies. All right. Probably like 16, but then they tease it at the end, the first return of a villain in the series, issue seven. Before we dive into seven, overall, where would you rate issue six out of the six we've read so far? Well, first off, I also have that question back to you, but I would rate it, well, you say uh, in terms of the first six that we read, you said? Yeah, like out of what we've read so far. How do you feel about this one? I still like four better. The Sandman issue. Right. Um, but this is kind of right there with like a classic Spider-Man villain origin, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of fun reading it. Uh, it's middle of the pack. I mean, it's not like one of my favorites I read so far, but it's not. I'm not like uh, bored. I would agree. Like I wasn't bored. I I really enjoyed it. I would agree. It's it's up there, but it's not like the best. I think right. it's just another hit from this. Yeah, it's, a, it's another classic. Yeah, it's another instant classic. I mean, all of the issues in these first couple episodes of the podcast are gonna be classics. Um, this next one, it's good. It's not my favorite one, though. <laughs> well, I'll say. 7, 8, and 10. You know. They're like Bs. They're like beat it. You know, it's not like an A book. It's not an instant classic. It's it's more like... They're just not as exciting, Yeah, I guess. It's not a new, um, like, main villain. I do have one take that... I was very surprised by, and I'll dive more into my reasoning when we get there. I really liked issue 10 a lot more I than I thought I would. I did too, but I, I liked it for stupid reasons. So I have to ask you a question before we move on. A lot of talk about issue 6, but it's an important one. Last week when you said you're most excited to read issue 6, I said I'm going to ask you if it held up in your mind. Did it hold up? It held up. It, okay. w- it was about what I remembered. I, yeah, because right. I had I had definitely read six when I was young and I remembered it. Um, one that did not hold up, which again we'll get there in a minute. Uh, issue nine. Nah. Uh, and we'll talk about it when we get there. But that was we said kind of six and nine were what we were looking forward to. I have some thoughts about issue nine and how how well it held up in my opinion. But before we get there, oh no, we'll dive into issue seven, which is the return of the vulture. All right, well, you got this one. Also, I'll say one more thing. If there's one book I want soon to get, if I can get it, I really want an issue six. Oh, yeah. Yeah, neither of us have six. Yes, that'd be amazing. Uh, I would love to get an issue six. That is, uh, I love that cover. Beautiful. I love it, too. Um, Issue seven's cover, however, kind of boring, in my opinion. I mean... There's not much going on there. Stan was talking up the vulture, and then the first, like, you know, splash page and cover, like, he was... You know, everyone's favorite. Like they they wanted him back, so they brought him back. Yeah, I mean, like, I, we, I we heard you what you said. I mean, he was kind of the first colorful villain in the series. Big villain, yeah, yeah. 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 So it, it makes sense, and I think it is cool to see the continuity of him kind of breaking out of jail. Well, anyway, diving into the thirty second summary, Vulture, he breaks out of jail by making a new flying machine. 
flies out and Peter hears about him escaping and so he decides all right I need to go suit up and find the vulture so now he's actually acting heroically for pretty much good reasons in this issue um, unless I'm remembering wrong but vulture now starts flying around again through the city uh, robbing places breaking into houses just kind of goes on a crime spree through the city um, and waiting for spider-man to come and catch him because he's thinking that he can stop him the exact same way with the anti-magnet tech uh, but come to find out that the vulture actually has invented a new means of flight that is not able to be countered, so he actually kicks Spider-Man's butt uh, in their first fight. And then, after he gets his butt kicked, and he kind of hurts his arm. So now he has to wear a sling, and he's dealing with injury of that, uh, and ultimately he... A lot of things happen in the issue, and we'll dive into more detail in a sec, but then he goes back and fights the vulture and ends up defeating him by the end of the issue. Uh, but let's go through this. What Your summary. You so when you say summary, you mean summary. When you say summary, I thought you wanted like a couple words on the thing. Well, yeah, I was yeah. diving through same, quickly. Okay, not, yeah, no, similar, similar, similar thing. No, I mean, you just really outdid me. <laughs> it's not a competition. Uh, it is to me. Okay, well then outdo me on the next one. I won't. Okay. Well, uh, first scene, though, going in more detail, uh, we do start to see in these um, in these issues that Flash is starting to lighten up on Peter a little bit. Well, not quite yet. It's it's like it's weird because like in the first couple of issues, they really didn't like each other at all, and now you can see them thinking to each other slowly, like, eh. Well, not really Peter to himself, mostly Flash to himself, like, eh. Maybe I should, like, lay off a little bit. Yeah. It's like, maybe he's not, you know, maybe he's not so bad type of thing. But in the beginning, he's at the, I don't know, at school there in gym class or something doing sports. And then he hears the vultures escaping. So he's like, oh, I got to go. I have a headache. And Flash is just like, oh, you always get a headache. You just don't want to play the game. And taunting him and further pissing him off. Yeah, we do start off with a little bit of a recap. And then, like, yeah, like, he... The, the the prison he, he had really good behavior vulture this is tombs adrian tombs yeah. has really good behavior so they're like all right let's let him work in one of the shops horrible idea because awesome. he just he just makes a new flight system yeah also for whatever reason i don't know if i'm just in a really giggly mood today or whatever but like these issues there's little things little panels that just made me laugh and i don't know why but him just flying in a, a jail cell like that <laughs> like after hours like imagine someone stumbling on a yeah, just, <laughs> you stumble on an old man floating in place, talking about his plans to escape. Like He's this possessed. is insane. Exactly. Like what type of ritual are you going on? Man? <laughs> After bed check, and the guy's just just stunted up. Yeah, it does look a little ridiculous. And then he just lifts up over the wall. Just <laughs> away, man. But uh, yeah, that easy. He just takes some scraps in the shop and builds a new flying machine. That easy. You know. Peter's smart, but so are his villains, you know? Yeah, that's true. They never really explain where Adrian Toomes got this knowledge. That what is What was he before? Don't know off the top of my head. I mean, maybe he's just old. He's wise. Uh, yeah, he's old. He knows, how to, he knows how to build, you know, flying contraptions. <laughs> As all old people do. Well, of course. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I do love the... We talked about 60s slang last episode. In the panel where he's changing into Spider-Man... I just want to read Peter's dialogue here because this part is just goofy. He says, 
This double identity jazz is for the birds. I can't take much more ribbing as Peter Parker. Sooner or later, someone's going to lose a mouthful of teeth. Incredible. What? The, who talks like that? Like This is for the birds, man. Bird head? What did they call it a lot? Like a, like a bird brain. Bird, bird brain. brain, is that what they... Yeah, yeah. That is used a lot. Yeah. Bird brain. We don't, we don't use that anymore because it's derogatory towards birds. So. Well, true. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the vulture, you know? He probably <laughs> pissed about that. Exactly, yeah. That's not, not nice. Like, what the heck? I do love the fire inside of uh, Old Park. He's getting, yeah, I really, he's getting I, pissed. He's boiling over at Old Flash. Maybe it's my own angst, but I really want him to just knock someone out. <laughs> well, we, we get there. It boils over yes. in the next issue. But Yeah, uh, but, you know. I love the use of, uh, you know, going a little bit forward to where he's actually back in costume, the Vulture is. Mm-hmm. And gets sighted by a helicopter, and he goes in, and he, he, he like, robs a, a, a jewelry store. Yeah, yeah. At gunpoint. Yeah. I love it. Just pulls out a gun. <laughs> I love it. The vultures, the, the vultures got it on his hip, bro. He is strapped. <laughs> Just what's the meme like? Anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> anyway, I started blasting. Just rocks up in the jewelry store. Right. Out I'm seven years old, right? I escaped jail and I started blasting. I do love the art in that panel because he has the kind of I hunchback. Do. He really looks like a vulture. He's got the pointy nose, the hunched it's amazing. back. Um, but he just really goes wild. I mean, he's just partying after getting out of jail. He just goes. And he's place he's to really place. feeling himself in his new his new uh, suit because he really thinks like there's no way he can be foiled. This. Yeah. It's like the guy so, who outsmarted you last time can't do it again. Like. He's just really feeling himself. Confidence, man. I like it though. Nice. But uh continuing the trend of I mean I, I like how we kind of see Vulture's thought process of when he gets into this um what's the word? Ugh, not combat. Conflict? I don't know. He gets into conflict with Spider Man here mm. and you see his thought process of being like, ha ha, I'm ready for you, like I need right. to trick him. Right. Uh so you do see like Vulture's pretty smart. It's this ain't this ain't no Sandman. Like he's a little bit mm. smarter with what he's doing. Right, you can even see him flying really low so the cops can't, you know, shoot him or detect him with, by the yeah. radar. And then when, when Peter activates his device, he, like, pretends to fall out of the sky and then swoops he's, up. He's smart. Which more really good, I love, one of my favorite panels in this issue is page 7, where it's Vulture flying straight up. I feel like he just looks really cool in that panel. Even when he's upside down and he's, like, pretending to descend, like, the close-up on his face and all the little, like wrinkles and rolls that he's got he looks pretty great real ugly though <laughs> imagine yeah imagine him fight that guy yeah imagine beating up a 70 year old in a green wingsuit wow. well, speaking of like they're really fighting midair i mean that that is that's pretty cool it is and he like and it's really just like two classic characters going at it mid-flight and he kind of kicks spider-man's butt he does yeah he gets the drop on him and yeah he falls and he misses his web shot and then hits the ground and vulture thinks he's dead and for right. some reason, doesn't go and check. That is a reoccurring theme with these villains. They're just like, oh, he must be dead. I'm going to leave now. They fell off his chair. That's the end of Spider-Man. Everyone's going to know I did it. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe go check the body. But uh, did, does he say, does he break his arm or dislocate it? I think he sprains it. it. Oh, he says it feels like it's broken, but he just sprains it. Yeah, he went to the, he went to the doctor. He sprained it. Yeah. Aunt May is worried. Absolutely sick. Getting a little bit ahead, though. Classic. 
Ant Man going into the room, and he's on the ceiling, and he's on the ceiling. Straight, they did in the Spider Man movie. Got it right from here. One hundred percent. Ant May's like, oh, I thought I heard him in here, and he's up on the ceiling in his costume, mask off, as if you know, peripheral vision doesn't allow you to see up. But you know, well, she's old, you know, can't look up. Yeah, exactly. But he's like, whoo, that was close. One of the things I love is, I mean, I don't think this actually shows up in the comics for years. But I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure something they later said is that Aunt May knew he was Spider-Man the whole time. All right. At some point, even... at some point they say that. That's gonna be fun to read. So I don't know when she figures it out, but. Oh yeah, that's a good point you brought up. We should we should kind of, I mean, right? Okay, was it Stanley that they, said did that? Did they plan it? Yeah, like probably right. not. So I can't. But we could we could. We can pretend. We well, can like try to find out. For, we, yeah, for we can our find own little head yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't think she's figured it out yet. I feel like if this Aunt May figured it out, she would be like absolutely worried sick. She would be like, you need to stop immediately. <laughs> she is she'd just get, so worrying. She'd probably get mad. I don't think she's capable of being mad about anything. No, I think she would get, I think it would be a classic like, you know, Stanley thing where like the, the someone who's really loves Spider-Man or whatever, Peter Parker would just get pissed at him for like <laughs> putting himself in danger yeah maybe because that happens a lot i mean even betty brant did it in the in these five issues yeah but uh yeah so she she does get very very concerned about his hurt arm uh and one thing I, i'm noticing a lot in the art for when they are actually going to the doctor is he's still wearing his glasses this yes, is this is not is. like the movies where he immediately loses the glasses i mean he he wears them still and those are but big glasses. That changes very soon. Oh, yeah. Told you. I read these like three seconds ago, bro. I know it's coming. I was queuing you up. I got you. I got oh, you. thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but we get to see him get taunted a bit more by his classmates because his arm's broken and he's, you know, he's, he's mad about that. Uh, I, I, the connected story. That's what we're starting to see is the connected story. You're seeing his relationship with Flash just start to get more and more and more and more tense leading up to next issue. And that's that's another funny part that I, I like laughed more than I really should is when uh, Flash asked him where his Purple Heart was, <clears throat> his Purple Heart medal. <laughs> yeah. Like, I actually laughed out loud at that. I don't know why I found it so funny. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's like, nice. you got him, Flash. Good one, good one. Uh, and now the vulture goes right back to his same old silo hideout. I love that. We see him without the wings on. Yeah, not very muscular. Well, he's an old man. I mean, he's got that shoulder. You know what I mean? He's got that one shoulder. I love the panel of him where he's like putting his. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Got his long, long nose. Like, ugh, damn, he is ugly, bro. He's I mean, I'm not man, not to like judge anybody by the looks. Oh, but I'm geez. judging. He's ugly. Maybe you should wear a mask. I don't know. <laughs> What he just wears like a bird mask, like a beak. <laughs> You're pretty cool. Uh, like a uh, like a like a doctor, like a plague doctor. Plague doctor, yeah, that's that's a cool look. I don't know if that would be uh, if that was really much of an aesthetic in the '60s, but no, definitely probably not. One thing I do like after like he's you know thinking and you know thinking about his plan, and Betty and uh, Peter are talking, the like text bubble of J. John Jameson absolutely screaming. It looks like lightning. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't. Miss Brandt, send Parker in now. Like, you know that that is their ears trembling. Well, I like how Peter is getting confident as hell mm-hmm. flirting with Betty. So much mm-hmm. so to the point that he is straight up just like, oh, I'm Spider-Man. And she's like, oh, ha ha, you're funny. so silly. And he's like, well, like, 
he's so smooth about it. Like he's getting really cocky. I think the power is yeah. going to his head a little bit. But continuing the perfect timing, right as he's talking to JJ, Vulture just flies in and he's like, "I'm here!" <laughs> like randomly shows up. Well, because what his plan was was to to rob them of all their paychecks. That's so crazy. I love it. Of, I love it. Of any business, it's like Now Magazine. They have the paychecks. They have must have hundreds of employees. Notoriously stingy J. Jonah Jameson must have paychecks. But he he kind of like stands up to the vulture because he's so he loves his money so much. J. Jonah. He does, yeah. Which I think in one of these issues, I don't know if it was this one or not, but they kind of confirmed that JJ is like a millionaire. Yeah, which is weird because then he says, if you take all my paychecks, I'm going to go out of business. Yeah. Must be a, maybe maybe the vulture's right. He must really pay these employees well. Must, yeah. I mean, he doesn't pay uh, Peter well, but... He whips out the, the blicky again on uh, Jay Jonah. <laughs> I, I, I don't I know. I, I, I just I love that the, the vulture's pulling guns out. Like, I don't know why. It's just such like a... You won't think it's about... Like, what, what's he supposed to do? Hit him with his wing? Like... <laughs> Well, I mean that's well. Okay, in the same issue though, it gets his gun away. He's like, I don't even need, I don't even need the weapon. Why does the the mighty vulture need a weapon when I have got wing? Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, and then he, he trips Jay Jonah. <laughs> he trips him. He doesn't even use the wing. It's a fun uh, fight scene in the Daily Bugle, though. I like yes, seeing them fight good. around it. Like they're fighting around the. I mean, JJ being there and just yelling at Spider Man the whole time. But also it's Betty so being there. I mean, it really just ropes in a lot of the side characters. I think it's just a really fun... Uh, yeah, this universe fight. is really getting, like, fleshed out. And, like, it's just all coming together. Yeah. Already in issue seven. Yeah. Which you got to think about, for these writers, it's, like, a year in now. Close, yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. So. So they're starting to... You know, I think Stan is starting to think a little bit more of the long term of like, okay, I need to build right. up this tension with Flash. I need to build up this relationship with Betty. And right. over the course of the next few issues, like a lot happens with Betty. So I think it's cool mm -hmm. to see that starting to kind of rope them in and having, I love the whole, all the action sequence of them fighting around the like printing press is really, really cool. And I did think it was kind of interesting that Stan probably had pretty in-depth knowledge of all of this printing press technology because they're printing comic books. Right. So this is probably what the Marvel offices were similar to. Right, that's pretty cool. So that's kind of an interesting, like, he, he was writing what he knew. He was familiar with the uh, print industry. So they wrote with that. I got to point out another thing that actually made me, this is probably the funniest thing I found, was when they're fighting and Spider-Man's, like, going up through the spiral staircase. And this guy's just like, this place is haunted. <laughs> Yeah, Spider-Man's there. He's like, it's a ghost! <laughs> like, again, I don't know if I'm just giggly, but like... <laughs> you see... You see just, this place is haunted. I gotta get out of here. But I love the other guys. Like, who's chasing who? Like, does it matter? <laughs> like, I mean, two costumed people just fly past you and you're like, well, which one's chasing who? Doesn't matter. Maybe, maybe something you think but not blurt out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this place is haunted. This place is haunted. You're just looking up. <laughs> Amazing. That is pretty goofy, yeah. Uh, and uh, ultimately, I mean, coming up to the end of the issue, he, he beats him with a web parachute. A lot more of a simple uh, takedown. Yeah, I mean, well, he, he disables his wings, but he saves him with a web parachute, which is right. sticking to the Spider-Man way of, like, he's not going to let him die. He's going to save him. 
uh, and send him down. And then he immediately goes and uh, pisses off JJ some more. I guess, yeah. Raimi must have just read this issue and said, this is what I want in the first movie, because he also does the classic... You know, webbing up, uh, webbing up Jay Jonah's uh, mouth there. You can definitely tell Raimi took some inspiration from this, this issue, issue and all of the early issues, but definitely this right. one, um, because yeah, they used a lot of this in the movie, uh, including I mean, the vulture showing up at JJ's office is exactly like Green Goblin showing the up. The Goblin did, office. yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. And the last page, we get a little bit of romance. Ooh, Betty he's smooth. He's really I don't smooth. know with this smooth talk. I don't even know how he's like a wallflower. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how he's like a nerd. He's just like not a cool kid. But this is straight cool kid dialogue. And it's straight up. I mean, these. This is very like straight up flirting. I mean, Betty's like, oh, that's so romantic, yada yada. But Peter, Mister Mister Confident, Smooth Ladies Man, Peter, goes nothing, baby, for at least an hour. <laughs> again with baby the, like, like really baby i don't know but it is really is. funny he says for at least an hour because he's pretty much saying she doesn't know obviously but he's pretty much saying like an actual clue that he's spider-man right up that he knows it's gonna take an hour for it to dissolve that's true it's yeah pretty great in-depth knowledge of how the webs work but yeah i mean I, th- I feel like this ending this panel pretty much makes it official that betty and peter are kind of a thing yep kind and i like thing. it i like it i ship it I ship it. I don't know how long it lasts, but... If I was a kid in 19, 1973? 63? 60, yeah, 63. Yeah, 63, not 73. I'd be like, let's go. This is, <laughs> this is long-term. Let's get it, Peter. This is, this is long-term for them. Yeah. Nothing will happen. No. No other girl will come in. No. No other girl will die. No other girl will come in. Spoiler alert, man. I haven't got there yet. I'm just thinking because I don't know when the next... I'm waiting for issue 11 to come out, really, next month. Oh, yeah. And we'll see what happens then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is uh, that is issue 7. So yeah, I, I, I think my, my biggest takeaways from this issue... The Vulture, I like him. He's not my favorite villain. So right. my favorite parts of this issue are probably Peter and Betty's and JJ's kind of interaction with all these different side characters. I agree with you. Would probably be my, my favorite part, but... Yeah. Um, and they continued the letter section, which I think is so funny because they have people's addresses just printed in there. But also, I don't, I never, I, I read a couple when I was a kid because I was interested. But there was one that I caught a glimpse of. I don't know in which issue. I think it was like it was eight, nine, or ten. Just one of the ones I actually read the book of. Mm-hmm. And he was just calling out some kid. Stan was. He was like, who are you to criticize? You don't even like Aunt May. Wait till you're 80, buddy. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I, I like that because he's defending his work. He's like, hey. No, I, I love it. No, yeah, I love it. Oh. It's just funny. Well, I saw one letter was like, oh, I love Amazing Spider-Man. I love Fantastic Four, blah, blah, blah. But that Sergeant Fury and his Highland Commandos, stop printing that crap. And <laughs> immediately they responded and they were just like, we like it. So, <laughs> like, screw you, basically. Um, I think about how much, like, writing Stan did. He wrote a lot of comic books, and the inkers and the, and the artists as well. Yeah, I mean they were they were pumping out these books. But um, final thoughts on issue seven? I, I I never it was never one of my favorites. I like it. It's middle tier for me. Right, I think it's pretty cool three wise in terms of like okay, it's the second, it's the first villain that actually had made a reappearance. Right, and a lot of little things were brought into. My favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. So it's cool to see kind of... it's. 
possible inspiration. Yeah. Um, I like it. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool issue. Cool. But uh, the next issue is the one that we were both saying that we didn't, we remembered it being kind of boring. Right. Which is issue number eight. <clears throat> it was better than I, I remembered it, in my opinion. It was honestly the same for me. Okay. Now, I was never super bored of it. I was very interested in the Flash and Peter fighting. Yeah. And I, once again, I was interested in this again in the Flash and Peter fighting. Everything else was like, if I see the Fantastic Four again in these issues, I'm going to scream. And then the robot thing was kind of cool. The robot thing was kind of cool, and especially now having read Superior Spider-Man, where the living brain was like all up in that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting to see where... I don't from. even. I don't even. I, don't. I mean, well, we'll get there in a few dozen episodes. Oh my God, we got to read Dan Slot in a few dozen episodes, but we're it not there. We're two, in the Stanley era. Two or right three, now. two or three years. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, man. it'll be, it'll be a while. Or loyal, or loyal <laughs> listeners are gonna be there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then they'll yeah. come back to here and see where it all started. But for sure. Uh, all right. Yeah, go go with the summary. Okay, issue eight, very. What the fuck am I saying? All right, <laughs> issue eight. This is just so much better. I just, I just, I don't have, I don't have the brain for this. Here we go. Issue eight. Fantastic cover. First off, bright yellow, red. You got the fan, uh, the torch on there. Human torch on there. I don't like this. This issue. Three big things happen. Okay, he fights Flash Thompson. Get the first introduction of the Living Brain, and we get another Fantastic Four appearance. Mainly with the Human Torch. So, pretty much starting off with uh, Flash and all the little bullies, Bully and Peter, once again. We get some summary of the Living Brain and what he's all about. Uh, we get the fight with uh, Peter and Flash. We see some, I think, janitors, or what, what are they exactly? Kind of kick off the Living Brain's AI, I guess, by bumping into it. And it, go it starts going crazy. Peter's got to save everybody. And uh, obviously, he saves the day. Some interesting things happen in the fight with Flash and Peter, which we'll get to. I don't want to, you know, go too in depth now. And then this is a two-part story, kind of like the uh, first issue. And uh, yeah, the first issue was a two-part story. Yep. And the second part is once again with the Fantastic Four, just like the first issue. Or I think that actually that was the first uh, story in the uh, Amazing Spider-Man one. But he pretty much just shows up at a uh, house party or something of the human torches and just like barges in and like starts mean mugging them and so they fight they end up on a beach that of course the fantastic four is at he says let me fight them too and then they kind of hug it out in the end <laughs> that's one way of putting it yeah i we'll get to the second story when we get there but this is just, that was my summary this Did is I do the you? most that was a good summary that's a good uh, summary. are you proud of me i'm very proud thank you uh the second story, which we'll get to, is the most just, like, villain Spider-Man story. Right, I gotta flex, too. I can't not flex on my issue 8. Oh, you have an issue 8? Got an issue 8. I didn't it's know got one of those stamp, stamps on there, 36 stamp. What do they call those? The, uh... What do they call the stamps? I don't know. They have a name. It's not a date stamp, is it? It just says 36 on it. No, it's like oh. a, uh... Someone, someone knows. Go in the comments. Go on and tweet me. Yeah. Tweet me what they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I, I have no idea. 
They only oh stamp how they receive day stamp. I've never seen just like a number stamp on it. Yeah, what is it called? They're literally called something. Because when I bought like I bought the book, I remember like, oh, this is this. They're pretty cool though. It's like um like a drugstore would get them and they would stamp them for whatever reason. Huh. I don't know. I always it's like, like something like that. Like it doesn't really because... bring the quality down. I love date stamps. I love when they stamp yeah, yeah, yeah. the date on there. Because cool. that really puts a like a, a solid date on there. Or even when people like write their name on their comics. I kind of like that too. Yeah. I, I actually love that. Because you're like, even oh, like, some kid named you know Bill owned this or whatever. Even like, so I opened up, I read these. I read, <clears throat> like I said, I, I read all the issues. Also, little fun story. So I go to physical therapy, right? I have a little bad, bit of bad back. Um, so this guy's massaging my back, right? And um, I told him about the podcast. I mean, I got to get the listeners on board. Tell your friends, tell your family. Right, exactly. Um, so I'm telling my physical therapist about the podcast, and I was telling him how I did actually have some early issues. He's like, you don't take them out of the sleeves, do you? And I was like, well, certainly. He's like, you read them and everything? I was like, yeah. He goes, you, you know, taking them out of the, the sleeves decreases the value. And I was like, well, they don't come in the sleeves. It's not like a, a – he goes, yeah, sure. Then I find out that he has a couple issues, but they're all the death of Superman. Uh, and I'm pretty sure those came in sleeves like you had to open uh, the, the book up some comics have been printed in like a yeah right yeah yeah like that like <laughs> yeah, the death of ultimate spider-man i know for sure came in that i know some walking dead books did yeah so i'm pretty sure that maybe that's where he got that from but i love the guy by the way i'm not trash talking him. yeah he's, he's gonna listen to this and he's gonna be like wow what a jerk <laughs> i did tell him about the. i did tell him about the podcast so I, <laughs> exactly yeah he's probably listening to this also all the people i had to tell the name <clears throat> of the podcast to was webhead webhead's comic book club is is great i don't know if you have told the stranger that yet but saying that name is fun yeah it's a great name because they look at you they i mean great name i say i say <laughs> listen it's a great name yeah it actually stuns them <laughs> it stuns them it's incredible i have not told not told like a like a someone that's not my immediate friend or, or family and it hasn't stunned them okay See, so it's a you're, stunning, you're doing it's a, a better job advertising it than me though it is a stunning name i haven't told anyone about it I'm telling. I'm literally telling people that are massaging me mid massage. I am telling them about the comic book podcast. They're just massaging you. You're like, hey, you hear about this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey, you like comic books? Do you have a friend or a son or a nephew? Who there was there was a like a, a family get together, um, and there was someone's like significant other, and they were like, I was like, do you hear about this podcast? I told them about the podcast again, again, stunned by the name. I was like, it was like, what's it called? I was like, Webhead Comic Book Club. <laughs> For the for the audio listeners, it was like a smile and nod, but also there's there's not really many thoughts in the head. They're just kind of just stunned. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Well, you know, you gotta do. I'm wrong. It's the grind set. Oh yeah. Anyway, the Living Brain. So let's dive into yeah. I love yeah on the splash page. I love the title, the Living Brain, the the font. Great. It looks great. But diving into this. First of all, you mentioned it, I think, like 10 minutes ago. His glasses get broken. His glasses do get broken, and he says, you know what? I don't even need them anyway. Yeah, pretty much. So I don't know if he's necessarily wearing them as, like, a fake-out or if he's just doing it for the looks. Just for the vibe, yeah. It might be the fake-out. Like, oh, all of a sudden don't wear my glasses. Aunt May is going to really be, like, where's your glasses, bro? Yeah. Well, they got broken by a bully at school. But... And he looks, it's funny because, like, they get broken and then, like, Steve Dicko draws him much more handsome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he immediately looks so much better. But, uh, he's ready to fight Flash Thompson. Oh, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. He's ready to throw down. 
and before they can throw down, the, this guy shows up with a demonstration of the living brain, which is this computer robot thing. Which is Google. Which is Google. And the class decides to ask it who Spider-Man is. As if As this thing would have any chance of figuring that out. It seems like it might, though. It seems like Peter's worried it might, but I don't think it ever really was going to. That'd be crazy. I don't know. I mean, he throws away the results before he can, but... That's where they are trying to figure it out. He's sweating a little bit. They're, they're asking him questions about it, and he's like, Oh, is this thing about to out me? Um, the thing is, is he didn't... This, this living brain didn't start as, like, a... Um free thinking you know free moving thing on its own what had happened was are these janitors uh they are might these be, janitors they're janitors these... but they're going to steal it because it can predict the horse races the outcome of horse races yes so it seems like they want to steal it to bet on horse races and win yeah which is what a plan but to steal this ai it knows how to predict horse races. I don't know how I know knows how to do that. Definitely knows how to do that. If steal, we're gonna make some money. Great plan. Pretty much, yeah. They get caught trying to steal it by is it the doctor or some some guy? Is it the doctor? Well, I'm, uh, I'm skipping. I'm skipping a little bit. I think so. Yeah. I'm skipping a little a page a little bit, but we'll go back to the fight. Um. <clears throat> yes, yeah, by the doctor, but not the doctor. The uh, the scientist. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And they knock him out, knock him out cold, trips one of the other guys into the robot, which kickstarts its free thinking, its free moving, and it starts spinning it just its, its arms. And I'm going to have to leave you on a cliffhanger because we're going to have to go back a page. <laughs> to the because big fight! To the big fight. Burr, 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 burr. Fight night. <laughs> Flash Thompson versus Peter Parker. I love how the thing that finally tipped him over is Peter wants to take the spider-man's identity and flash is like i'll decode it and he's like no you won't and then they just are ready to fight over that they're just pissed at each other i guess they kind of hit the boiling point but then they're just i get it what i love about this is it's literally the teacher who's like <laughs> he's you guys need to go to the rec center and box what i hope it was terrible That's... teacher that's, he's had enough too. He's like, I've, I've had enough of y'all. You just need to go fight it out. So like, this is enough. I suggest you settle your feud and go to the gym and fight. And that's exactly what they do. They take their shirts off. Which Peter's got some muscles. Yeah, and no one says nothing about that. Yeah, no one's like, hey, he's not so puny after all, huh? They did in the, the earlier issues where someone grabbed him and they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Now they're so I guess, so I guess, shirtless and no one cares. So I guess they're over it. Yeah. Um... But again, a, a, a reoccurring thing where Peter doesn't want to hit somebody that's a regular human too hard because he thinks he will straight up kill them. Yep. So he doesn't want to hit Flash too hard, so that's one thing that's on his mind. And he still knocks the crap out of him. Still knocks the crap out of him. Well, Flash is like coping with it, saying he tripped over the ropes. Yeah. It's like, that's must have what been happened. He, <laughs> Imagine get, knocking someone so hard out of the ring, out of the ropes, into the crowd, and the crowd's like, Oh, stop playing, Flash. Go back in there. Like, he just... He catapulted you. Flew across the room. Continuing, I mean, we talked about influence for the Spider-Man movies. This is definitely an influence <coughs> for the Flash-Peter fight. Yep. 
Because, I mean, you see him throw the punch and he dodges it and everyone's like, whoa, since when was Peter that quick? And then he punches him across the freaking room. Well, I just hate this. Reading this is so infuriating. Like, I want to scream at my, my book because it's like, he's dodged him and he's dodging him so well that people are like, he's running away. <laughs> he's a coward. It's like, coward. He's fighting. Like, what is he supposed to just stand there and be like, all right, punch me right here. This is what I'm saying. Like, this is why I feel like when Peter starts really being unable to catch a break. Yeah. Yeah. Right. People are just going to judge him for nothing, but he, he obviously wins this fight, and Flash starts sweating. You see his thought bubble. He's like, oh, crap. Peter's going to beat the hell out of me. Um, So this robot's going crazy. Going crazy through the halls. He's trying to hit anybody in his path. It barges into the gym, which... Well, okay, it doesn't barge into the gym, but someone barges into the gym telling everybody about the robot going crazy. Right and as Flash, he turns his head. Flash looks over, and Peter Dunn punched the hell out of him. <laughs> knocked him out. Again, Peter can't catch a break. He was ready to just end this and be the, be the, the quote-unquote hero of his story, and uh, everyone thinks he's sucker punched. Yeah. Which, obviously, his punch was already going before he turned his head. I mean, like they were high fighting. schoolers, man. He just can't get a break. That This is where I agree. You're starting to see it's like, come on. Like, give him the break. Like, he beat him in the fight. You know? Yep. This should be his victory moment. But kind of a weird moral of the story, though. Like, they just straight up fight. Yeah, I didn't. Okay, so that's the one thing. It's like when I came back to this issue to read it, I didn't remember that they fought in this way. Yeah. I thought they fought like, A, punk a punk and they just start fighting type thing not like all right we're gonna set up a match in a boxing ring and every, it's gonna be like a, big, by a teacher yeah a big ticket item where even the the janitors are like everyone's watching the fight don't worry about it like what is this ufc the fight's on guys like it doesn't make any sense everyone's watching the fight between the two 15 year olds yeah like let's just egg them on and have them fight but uh but he quick changes into spider-man and goes to save everyone from the living brain and then there is multiple pages, multiple panels of just Spider-Man fighting the living brain. The living brain does not talk. Yeah, it's a little bit, it's more boring of a fight scene. I think this is mostly why this issue, I think I remembered it being boring, is because right. the living brain, it's, it's not that interesting. It's just like a robot that goes crazy and he's trying to fight it. Um, so that's where like this, and, this seems a little boring. And yeah, it doesn't talk, which I kind of like doesn't talk. It'd be kind of annoying if it talked, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like that's why you might say, like, eh, it's a little boring. Like, it's kind of one-sided. But um, shows off some great, great artwork, great panels, great positionings, positions. The thing of, that's uh, kind of confusing to me about this one is, like, what is the living brain trying to do? Because they, 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 they talk about how he's so smart, like, he's strategizing in this fight. But why is he fighting? I mean, that doesn't make any sense, really. I think even Peter's trying to, like, try to kind of figure it out. He's like, I think he just wants me to stop bothering it. And the more I bother it, the more he's like, okay, like, then I'm just going to get rid of you. So he just keeps going after him and after him. That's kind of, that's what I get from it. Yeah. But, I don't know. I feel like the fight goes on for quite a while. Very, very long time. Very long time. And that's that's where, like, reading this issue, I remember getting a little like, all right, let's wrap it up already. Because we're just fighting this robot over and over and over. But... Ultimately, and this is the the funniest ending to this first story, uh, as the criminals are trying to run away and Flash is like waking up from getting knocked the heck out by Peter, they trip over Flash 
and he gets to look like the hero, like he saved them and stopped them. And what I love, which is very interesting, is what Peter decides to do with that in, in, in a way of trying to pin it on him that he's Spider-Man. Yeah. Because he, like, quote-unquote, took down those guys, and he didn't want... He wanted to take the, the paper that had supposedly Spider-Man's identity on it, and no one knew where he was when Spider-Man was arriving or was there. And surprisingly, Flash was like, no, it's not me knowing it at all. Where I, which I thought Flash would be like, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm Spider-Man, you know? Yeah, I tried to take credit for it, but... That is pretty smart, yeah. It throws off the tracks a little bit. It does. So I, 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 I agree. I think that's interesting. And then it, the, he kind of ends feeling good with himself. He's feeling happy. He beat Flash in a fight. He managed to protect his identity and he's whistling. his day. And then we get into the second story. Ay, ay, ay. Where he's just a straight-up villain. I know. He literally does. He just, he just not. It literally starts off with like, oh, here's the Flash's house party. I'm going to crash it. He spins a bat made out of webs uh-huh. and launches it at them. Right. He they, also he's wants a, he's to He's assaulting steal, these people. He wants to steal uh, Flash's girl as well. Right. Even though he has Betty. Right. And I so just he don't... gets Flash, or not Flash, he gets um, Johnny all webbed up, and then he just pops into the window and he's like, I'm here, guys. Party, party <laughs> animal, Spider-Man. He's really jokester, too. Like, he's bowing. Everybody's like, oh, the warm welcome. Oh, yes, of course. And they're all like, Never, dude, get the heck out of like, here, dude. What are you doing here, bro? Like, leave. Like, like terrible party etiquette. What are you you're doing? You're kind of weird. <laughs> and then they just start fighting. How old is uh, the Flash? Do you know? Or not the Flash, Jesus. Uh, human Torch. Getting all these people. He, human he, Torch. He's about the same age as Peter. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's younger. He might be a little bit older, but he's supposed to be pretty young. It just seems like he was bored. Yeah. Uh, Peter was bored, and he kind of... Like, this story just felt so weird to me, because I'm like, Peter is smart. Yeah. This seems really dumb. Like, who would do this and think this was a good idea? No, it's really dumb. It's just It's dumb, and it's like... There's no sense of... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, you're in a social situation, and you can't, you can't really... You have no feel for it. Social awareness. Social awareness. awareness. Zero social awareness here. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, maybe, I mean, I guess Peter doesn't really have great social skills because he never had a lot of friends, but... He's going out of his way to be a... Be a something else. Yes. Uh, Unlikable. So, yeah, he fights Human Torch for quite a while, just for for whatever reason. And then, yeah, the Fantastic Four show up, and they're basically like, hey, chill out, man. Even, even like, a. Mr. Fantastic, like, need a hand? He's like, are you laughing at me? <laughs> he just attacks them. <laughs> He's a villain. He's literally like, hey, son, do you need a hand? He's like, are you laughing at me? And then, you dare laugh at me. And yeah, and then he just starts attacking them and fighting them. Thing is about ready to kick his butt. The thing is, you had it from first sight in I mean, Spider-Man 1. He had, he had it with this guy. <clears throat> yeah. Calls him a, a gargoyle. <clears throat> Spider-Man calls the thing a gargoyle. <laughs> calls him a big ape. A yeah, big ape. That's uh, rude. And then ultimately Sue steps in and is like, hey, everyone stop fighting. And then Peter's just like, okay, bye. And that's the end of the story? 
Well, you missed something, and I can't. I literally, again, I had to just laugh again, where it's like, he's getting with, with Sue, too. Oh, he left the web heart for her, yeah. He's a little flirt. Sue's into it. She is, yeah. Yeah. I just, what is the moral of this story? Um, there really is none. I don't, I don't know. I don't know exactly what was going through the heads when they decided to make this issue. I don't want to say like, oh, they don't want to sell more. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, um, I guess it just shows that he's not really a team player, but. I, I. It's just, so you're just trying to figure out that there, I don't think there is any, as my dog goes crazy again. Yeah, it's just, it's weird. It's just weird. I don't know, like, he just shows up to this, crashes this party, and then fights Human Torch. And they kind of have a history over the course of their friendship over the next decades of comics that we'll be going through. I feel like Spider-Man and Human Torch just randomly fight all the time. I remember that was one thing that happened in Dan Slott's uh, run in Volume 4. Right at the beginning of the series, there was just like a spontaneous fight between Spider-Man and the Human Torch. And I remember someone criticizing it and going like, why are they just fighting randomly? And I'm like, they've always done that, apparently, since day one. It does kind of feel like brothers just kind of fighting. Like, it doesn't really... It's it's kind of meaningless, yes. But it does feel like, at the end of the day, there's... Like, even like when they're fighting, it's like, ah, maybe I shouldn't be like throwing, you know, fire traps at him. But he's really pissing me off, so you know what? Screw it. It is, yeah, it is a little bit of brothers fighting. That, that is a good uh, point on that. But overall, issue eight, probably my least favorite out of this week. I would I would agree. It's definitely not, and you mentioned the cover earlier and I made a face. I do not like this cover. I was just trying to think of something. That... I, I don't like the color yellow. I feel like it's just kind of ugly. Um, I do like the way Spider-Man looks on the cover, but I don't like the, like, two circles and the yellow. It's just kind of, eh. It's interesting. It's got the special tribute to teenagers issue. I don't know. Tribute to teenagers by having teachers encourage them to fight. <laughs> it's a tribute to them. Wow. Yeah, I guess. But that's enough issue eight. Let's dive into our probably our most anticipated issue this week. Yes. Issue, issue nine. nine. All right. I set it up for you. Okay. I wanted you to take issue nine. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, issue... I do have... Oh, mine's over there. I We both have issue nine, right? You do. I think you... Uh, you kind of one-up me on this one. I will talk about how I kind of regret. But my issue nine, cover ah. detached. He one-ups me because his is signed by Stan Lee, which is beautiful. But it I is, love this kind of book. I did sign it, uh, get it signed. We got it signed together. Yeah. Right. Remember? Yeah. It was it 2014 because it was when Amazing Spider-Man 2 was going to come out. Yeah. And Electro was the villain. And I said, that's going to be one of my reasons I get this signed by him. Mm-hmm. And, you know. I think that's an awesome you know, book. It, no, it is. I don't, like, I don't regret it necessarily, but it's like, you know, there's a big chunk out of the back. I never, I'll never forget. There's a big, like, in the, in the, in the, in the back page, there's a big chunk, man. And so when you go out to like get it signed, you remember there's like a big ass table and it goes down a couple people. The issue, the book gets handed down a couple issues. And I remember one guy was holding it and it was holding it. It was, it was just plain book, like no, you know, sleeve, no nothing. He goes, he's like holding, it, he flips it over and he goes, ah, and he, and he shows the lady next to him, he goes, look at this one. I'm like, 
Stop. Put my book down. What are you doing? He's like, look at this kid's comic, man. No, he was like sad about it. He was yeah. like, oh, look at this one. It's like, I didn't do it. Yeah. But then they didn't say anything like about mine, which has like tape down the whole front of the cover. Whatever. My issue nine, so mine, the cover's detached. So it's mm. it's in pretty rough shape, but it displays really well. So that's, I have mine up on the wall actually next to uh, some vintage, no, well, vintage style uh, electro action figure, but... Uh, so I guess quick summary on this one. First appearance of Electro. Uh, now, uh, I haven't been doing the dates for these, but this is now 1964. So we're moving through history a bit. Uh, I love the splash page on this one. So yeah, like like I said, nine issues, two years. That's If, you, if you're a creative mind on these issues, it's kind of like... ten. Okay, you made ten issues on Spider-Man. Two years, that's... that's that's a lot of time invested on nine issues, ten issues. Yeah, yeah. It took him a little bit of while to get moving, but uh, this one starts off. He is just swinging around. Uh, where is he? Oh, he's rushing to get to the uh, to Aunt May, who is sick. Yeah, right. This was a storyline that I had completely forgotten about. Oh yeah, I didn't remember this at all, and I read this when I was a kid. Yeah, and so did I. And so then, then it cuts to Electro, just kind of introducing him and his costume and. He robs an armored car, cuts back to Peter, and he's having to go to the doctor. Uh, and so this issue kind of covers him trying to get Aunt May the treatment she needs and struggling for money to do that, uh, while also tackling the threat of Electro, who's kind of going on this crime spree. Right. Um, and what we see a lot in this issue is both how much Peter cares about Aunt May, uh, but also you see Betty Brant being a really supportive uh, with him and Aunt May, so that's where they really kind of become uh, more of a an item uh, in this issue. Yeah. But diving through thoughts, what did you think? I like I I was kind of underwhelmed with the Electro story part, but everything else was pretty good. Like I don't remember ever Betty and Peter being this close, mm -hmm. and I don't remember this whole kind of subplot, if you want to call it that, like of. I may being sick in this. Yeah. I, I liked it. I had totally forgotten about Amy May being sick. It's kind of out of nowhere. Like, last issue or two issues ago, she's just uh, fine, and all of a sudden she's like, I need surgery or something. That's kind of how old people are, though. I mean, it's not... That's true. That's true. But I felt the same way. I, I was really looking forward to this issue because I love Electro, and the Electro part of it's kind of underwhelming. I mean, he's, he's cool, I guess, but... Now, I agree, and I wonder how much that is us playing it up in our minds before we read the issue again, of how much, like, this issue means to us, and we both have it, and, you know, I have mine signed, or if it is just... It might have been a problem with expectations, yeah. I just think, like, I don't know. His costume's cool, his origin is okay, but I felt like the best parts about this issue were him trying to get the help Aunt May needs, and Betty being there to kind of support him through that. Yeah, Betty was there at the hospital before Peter even was. Yeah. And I think, and we'll kind of, you know, skipping through it a little bit, uh, you see him start tackling Electro, and he fights him, and I love how JJ's immediate uh, thought is like, This guy. Electro is Spider-Man! Right. It's like, what? What? It's totally out of nowhere. Like, where are you getting this from? Anything, though. Sell some papers, man. But to make things worse, 
Peter fakes some photos. Again. Said this at the top of the uh, the episode. Did some things in these issues. This is one of them. He fakes some photos. He's Eddie Brock in Spider-Man 3. For the second time in nine issues, he's faked photos. What was and this is worse time? than last time. Well, the Sandman. Remember, he threw some sand oh, up in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah, around yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, a recreation. That was a recreation. This, this is, is straight up. straight fake. And also framing himself as Spider-Man, which is weird. He really needed the money. That I mean, he really needed the money for MA. That's true. A desperation. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but he does make it up in his yes. own mind. Yeah. Which, again, I don't know if Amazing Fantasy Peter, Spider-Man 1, 2, 3 Peter would have done that. Would have done that. <clears throat> I don't think they, he would have initially thought, oh, I'll make it up to him later. I thought he would have thought, oh, whatever. J. Jonah kind yeah. of a you know, prick anyway, whatever. He has some progress as a, as a, as a hero. Right. But, uh, yeah, so he, he fakes the photos to prove that Spider-Man's Electro and then ends up, you know, later on, that ends up not being the case and J.J. gets pretty mad at him, so. Yes, also... Spider-Man suit is very blue in this. It's very blue in this, yeah. That is, I think, when they started really making it red and blue. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they do. They go over Electro's origin. He's just kind of, like, reminiscing to himself. And I do want to say right before Electro's origin in the, pay, or the panel with the Daily Bugle newspaper, with the proof that Spider-Man is Electro. Mm-hmm. Or is it, is it, hold on, it's maybe the initial one where, like, he initially says, oh, yeah, okay, it's, like, a whole page of back where it says, Electro is really Spider-Man, like, the guy's holding it up. If you read it, it's, like, <laughs> on the basis of indisputable evidence, the Daily Bugle accuses Spider-Man. It's fake news. Of launching a crime wave disguised, I'm guessing, as Electro. No evidence at all. <laughs> it's fake news. And I love all the people, they're, like, well, yeah, we published it, it must be true, why would you tell a lie? See this fake news has been around since the '60s, is what and we've learned. And Stan, here. Stan was Stan was hip to it, I guess. Stan was calling it out. Yeah, yeah. no, like you said, then we see uh, we see Electro's origin, which ends up being first off, Electro not a not a nice guy at all. No. Um. Super criminal. Right, but he's working on. He's a he's a, a, a he's an electrician. Like, or, 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 what do they call him? Uh, uh, I think, yeah, electrician would be the right, uh, electric lineman. Electric lineman, yes, electric lineman, because electricians like switches and stuff. Max Dillon. Also, that's, a, that's another point I gotta get to. Anyway. <clears throat> He's on a pole working, lightning strikes the pole. How they explain it is that the electricity from the, the, the lines and the electricity from the lightning bolt cancel each other out. Exactly. So he lives right. and give them power yeah it makes sense that it fi- he figures out from doing laundry yeah i mean adds up perfect i i love it it's incredible science but so then he's like all right bet i'm gonna you know make a little get up some gear i'm gonna rent i'm gonna buy a house with every every penny that i have set it up as my hideout with, with you know to make myself strong with electricity <clears throat> and uh I'm going to start robbing play. Yeah. And his mask, I mean, I'm looking at the panel with the close-up of his face. His mask looks a little different than it ends up looking later on. Like, there's a lot more of his face shown. Yeah. Uh, it kind of just covers his forehead and then drapes down from there. But 
Uh, his plan is to go break into a prison and free all of the prisoners and like start an army. And when I was reading that, he's like, okay, I was like, there's no way all these prisoners are going to be like, oh, bet. And that's what happened. Like half of them were like, who's listening to the freak in the, in the <laughs> yellow and green costume? This is weird. I don't, I don't care what he's They're doing. Like, I'm out of here. Let's go break out of here. Like, what are we listening to this guy for? It doesn't work for them. They get recaptured. Now, one interesting thing we see here is Peter, he, he hears, you know, Electro has broken into a prison, like crime wave, whatever. And he goes to Aunt May instead. Yeah. He did, which, I mean, it's understandable. I mean, his Aunt May needs him, but he stays through the surgery rather than trying to go and stop that crime as it happens. He goes after, but... Right. Uh, I do think, one, they, they start to kind of set up some of the character storylines here when he does go. Like, after the surgery, he's like, all right, I need to... She's like, don't go there, it's dangerous. And he's like, I have to. Um, and where is it? She says, I was afraid of this. You're beginning to enjoy the danger, the excitement, just like someone else I once knew. And they're kind of foreshadowing, because I, I read that and I was like, what is she talking about? I, I had no clue what she's talking about. And we still don't, but they're kind of setting it up for next issue when they're setting up some, some uh, storylines with, with Betty, which is, which is interesting, I think. Right, they're giving him more character than just, you know, Peter's love interest. Yeah, yeah, she's got, she nice. has a backstory that is mysterious, and I I, I, I read that line and I was like, I want to know more. Like, who is she talking about? Yeah, me too. I agree. So we'll find out. We will find out, but I do want to say, like, Electro is just straight up bolting people. Yeah. Have you ever shocked yourself before? I have a shock pen. Like, no, like, straight-up electricity by accident. No, I have not. Not a great feeling. Yeah, no, it's not. So, when I used to work with my dad, um, he's a tile setter. I used to work with him. He asked me to plug in an extension cord, and it was, you know, a house that was being worked on. So, the outlet was, like, dangling out of the, you know, the drywall. It didn't have, like, it was inside the drywall, and there wasn't a little, Jesus, one of those little caps <laughs> on it. But did you see that? That was, like, a ghost. I, this place is haunted. <laughs> This place is haunted. This place is haunted. Oh my um, god. What was I saying? And so instead of grabbing it by like the plastic ends and plugging in, I grabbed it by like literally the metal part where all like the wires and stuff are in there. And I grabbed it and plugged it in and it gave me the shock of my life. And I'm telling you, <laughs> it does not feel great. Really bad. Uh, yeah. I had it one. Uh, I have never been shocked, but back when I worked, I worked at Chick-fil-A. And they have their ice cream machine. And their ice cream machine uses electricity, obviously. And every now and again, we would have to switch out the fuses in there. And my my direct supervisor, she was, like, adjusting the fuses and got shocked, like, pretty bad. I mean, she wasn't hurt, but we looked it up on the security cameras because we wanted to see it. And you can see, like, a bright flash. And she, like, Jeez. jumps back. So that is what I think of when I think of electroshocking people. Like, she said it hurt real bad. Yeah, it doesn't, like, you think of, like, like, I have done the shock pen, too. It doesn't feel like that. It doesn't even feel like, ting it, like, it feels like a, like a thump. Like, just the biggest thump. And it went up my arm, and it was my right hand, too. It's like, oh, I'm dead. My heart, that's it. You know what I mean? 
and my, my arm hurt for like a good while too. Yeah, I mean that's a lot. So of if Electro's just straight sending bolts out to people, that's messed up. Yeah. So I sympathize. It's with more than just like uh, static. He's not just like tingling these guys. Like, He's thumping. It, it hurts. It's a thump. But Put it on a shirt. Eventually, the criminals are like, "Oh, let's team up with Electro," and then the spider signal. Ooh, the spider signal. Classic spider signal. He's here to save the day. It's the sign of the spider. Spider-Man, he's here. <laughs> the sign of the spider. Uh, this it's fight scene, the... while I did say the Electro uh, storyline is a little underwhelming, the fight scene is really good. I definitely think it's our expectation. Yeah, I, I think the fight I'm... scene is great. I love how Peter uses metal to like redirect his electricity. They're just going yep. back to his intelligence. Uh, and he's like fighting the criminals and Electro and... The funniest, my favorite moment in this issue is the criminals are coming up at him with a gun and Spider-Man like kicks it and he jumps past the criminals and they go into the cops and then it cuts over to Electro and he's just like, aha, I picked up the gun. Dude, that was, again, I was going to, I literally have a picture because it doesn't show it like this. In my issue, his eyes, I guess the ink like bled or something, he looks so high. <laughs> his eyes are straight bloodshot. So he's just like... <laughs> Like, I don't know where my phone is. I don't know where it is. Maybe I'll send it to you and you can put it up there if you remember. I'll put it but in the is, short. I'll put it in the short for Put sure. it in the short. He is zooted and he's got this gun and he should, he should not have the gun. And it's, it, I was sitting there and I looked at it for like five <laughs> minutes. I was just laughing. Oh like, it's God. just, it really reminded me of like the gangs all here. You know, those memes with like, you know, the Sinister Six. Yes. The, it's the it exact art. Like, like the giggling Electro. It, yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> Instead he's got a gun. It's like <laughs> so scary but funny. There's just something about Spider-Man villains just pulling out a gun that's just hilarious. Oh my. I love it. He's like, I don't need my electric supernatural powers. I have a gun. I got the, I got the blinky man. You better run. But uh, Spider-Man, he ultimately beats him and... and Electro Wait. grabs wires and pulls out like electric whips. That's crazy stuff. Also, you forgot, cool. uh, we, got to, we forgot to mention the rubber gloves and the boots. Oh yeah, very stylish. Very stylish. Right. Very stylish to uh, very smart. protect them from the from the, protect them from the electricity. Yeah. He's he's thinking. He's very. Intelligent. He's thinking. He's straight thinking. Uh, but how does he ultimately? Oh, he ultimately beats him with water. Somewhat somewhat scientifically accurate but also not because i feel like electricity hurts water not really the other way around i know the question everyone's really asking me james where did the bucket of sand come from <laughs> because they're fighting and he says all right well watch out i'm gonna kick this bucket of sand at you and it turns to glass when he's shocked I just don't know where the bucket is. I mean, it says on the side of the bucket, it says fire on it. So it's there to oh, put out a fire. Okay. Because, <clears throat> you know, all prisons keep a bucket of sand around for a fire. Well, yeah, I mean, as you do. Obviously. But lots of, uh, that's scientifically accurate as well. Electricity with sand, would it turn it into glass? Uh, heat. I've, I've played Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Stanley was hit before Minecraft. I see. So yeah, he defeats him with uh, ye old hoes. Ye old hoes, and then I love how he's like, time to unmask him. And he's like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> he's this guy. Who the hell are you? <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, I don't know what he was expecting. Like, he was going to know the guy. But... Yeah, I know. Like, this is the first time he's ever been like, oh, I might know him. 
He's like waiting in it with somebody. He's like, I can't wait for the drama. And to end the issue, I love this. JJ's like, I'm gonna fire Peter. He faked those pictures. Like, how dare he? And then he's like, real pictures of the Electro fight. (laughs) He's like, I know what I'll do. I'll just charge him. What does he say? He's like, these are worth a fortune. I'll only give him a couple hundred bucks. And it's like, you you were always robbing him. This is nothing new. Like, wasn't he always giving him not enough money for the No, yeah, that's like the whole thing, yeah. But... Like he said, the pictures about um earlier in the issue, he said the pictures if they were real, if at the time he thought they were real, would be worth twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, twenty five grand. Yeah, so jolly old JJ curses again in this issue, and uh, I don't know what he used. Swayed pretty easily. I actually enjoyed doing that. What we just did now, going over the issue more than I read the issue. So it's kind of a weird. I was like, I just we went over. I was like, damn, that's a good issue. I enjoyed that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of fun moments. No, there is, there is. I think I think yeah, I think we just had it on a pedestal, and so going into it, we were like, really expecting a lot. But uh, this issue ends with more romance drama. Uh, so cute. Kind of. I mean, they're they're. She is mad at him for going to the prison, but, um, and he kind of is a little dramatic he just storms off he's like i get the message fine and he walks off but then immediately they meet up again outside of the hospital and as stanley puts it this is a weird way of putting it the two thoughtful slightly confused young people walk off into the dusk each groping for the right words to say each feeling the first pangs of that emotion we call love Straight to love. No, I mean, no, uh, it's love at first sight. You know, they, as you soon as they have any romance. They're 15. That's Wait, true. okay, that's another thing. I know this is more of an issue 10 thing, but Betty's the same age as him. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. First off, what? <laughs> You're secretary of a, a million dollar, like, Press well, they, they, is... well, back then they would hire pretty young uh, women. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I think they even mentioned it in the next issue. Like, she dropped out of school. Yeah, I know. Like, I didn't oh, want to mention it. Oh, she said this right here. She says, I never told you why I left high school last year and took a job. I never told you about someone I once knew who reminded me of you, but I don't want to be hurt again. So she's kind of foreshadowing her shady back backstory. And we never didn't even find out in this episode. You have to wait. I don't know when we're gonna wait. We don't find out this episode. Wait. I'm pretty sure we find out next next week. Because I was curious, so I looked into issue eleven a little bit, and I'm pretty sure we find out. Next <gasps> week. But I think I have issue eleven. I think I I don't know. I have you issue have 11, eleven. I have eleven or twelve. I want I want both of those so bad. Anyway, that's next week. So that's the end of issue nine. Overall, where would you rank nine in the in the whole thing so in, far? In the uh, as Spider-Man comics go, how do you feel about it? <clears throat> I love Electro. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, it's kind of right there with... It's a little higher than issue six. Actually, it's a lot higher than issue six. It's higher than six. I would say not quite as good as four. I think four so far has been my favorite. Not quite as good as three. Three, yeah. But it's, it's, up, uh, it's up there. I think it's right on... I don't know. It, it, it has a little bit more story than issue two. But I also kind of, I don't know, it's, it's right there, like, with issue two, issue 
four, uh, she's six. It's in the middle of the packing. But uh, for me and you both, the actual issue itself and like our copies of the issue do mean a lot to us. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's obviously as a collector, I I love it. As right. a, as a reader, it was okay. Now, diving into the last issue for this episode, I'm gonna yes. say it. I'm gonna say, it. I have never liked issue ten. I've always seen the cover. I don't like the background <laughs> color. I, I didn't remember much about the story. I always thought it was boring. I didn't like it. Now, I'm going to say something. Hot take. Oh, uh, here we go. Hot take alert. This, this was my favorite issue from this episode. Oh, uh, I don't know. You know, okay. Which I was not expecting. I Like last week, I said six and nine were my two most anticipated. I really liked issue 10 a lot more than I thought I would. I did a lot because I really, I really love mob, like bosses and villains. I just like them. I like, you know, listen, I'm Italian. I like it. I think it's funny. I think it's a great stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's cool to dive into a bit of the like organized crime. I I like that. I like the and hey, boss. What do you want me to do about it? Like, like I love, that. I love that. I yeah. love it. Yeah, and I, I had and never really liked the enforcers, but they're actually a lot of fun. They're so silly. They're Speaking so of which, ridiculous. <laughs> you know I got this. Uh, yep, that's another one I do not have. So you you have a lot from you had what three out of five? Three out of five, and I might have Eight, issue eleven. Ten, yeah. I don't know if I have uh, eleven or twelve. I got one of them. Okay. So uh, let's go a little ahead bit of a run. Go ahead. Last issue of the episode. Oh, last issue of the episode. Give, give us the summary. Let's get the summary. <clears throat> First appearance of the big man and the enforcers. As Stanley would put it. Merciless foes. Merciless. So, kind of hopping straight into it. Um, big man and the enforcers. Mobs. Pretty much the mob, right? Pretty much. Yeah, mob? pretty right. much, yeah. Um, syndicate of crime. Stealing some stuff. Some hijinks. Pretty much what they're setting up to do early in the issue is make Spider-Man look like a fool. They set up, they stage something have spider-man come and try to you know stop the criminal and pretty much make him look like a fool to not only just people on the ground citizens but everyone in crime so say that if we can do this as spider-man you better fall in line yeah that was our whole plan so it starts with that and then immediately we get the whole kind of introduction to not only the big man but the three enforcers we have um, Ox, who is pretty much the Hulk of the group. We have, uh, what is his name? Something Dan? Fancy uh, Dan? Montana? No, not Montana. The, the little one. The little one. Where is he? Fancy Dan. Uh, yeah, Fancy Dan. I was right. Fancy, Fancy Dan. Dan. He's a little short guy. He's got a black belt, and you don't want to mess with him. And then you got Montana, who uh, has a whip. Or not a whip, a lasso. Mm-hmm. He's a cowboy. Yeah. And then, obviously, uh, the big man. Which I love that name the so much. Big man. I love the name the big man. I mean I'm the big man. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so this whole issue is kinda like a who done it type of thing where they're trying to find Jesus. <laughs> they're trying to find Jesus. <laughs> trying to find Jesus in this episode. Dude, these, That's quite these a recaps quite are, a these recaps are these recap recaps are taking it out of me. <laughs> um they're trying to find out or Spider Man really wants to know who the big man is, and so does the, the rest of the city, so does J. Jonah Jameson. Pretty much, Peter thinks it is J. Jonah. That, I love that. I do love that. 
even for a minute i was like wait a minute i mean i know it's not him but like they're really really like pushing that it's gonna they, be him they set it up like they want the readers to think it is him and I, when i was a kid i don't think i fully read this issue even though i had it so i didn't know the twist and i had no clue and we're in the twist we'll get to it when we get there but there is a twist of who it is it isn't j joan jameson but the, like i said the whole time it is a whodunit pretty much the enforcers and the big man they have whole crime wave under under their uh fingers on their finger no one wants to talk the police the spider-man spider-man has to threaten people to get any type of information and it's a fun it's a fun issue it's, it's so a fun, fun issue i love it because i think the reason i didn't like this issue originally is because when you're a kid it's a little more boring Yes, but because I think there's no... There's not a... Like, there's a bit of action at the end, but, like, the story, I think, it was way more enjoyable as an adult now reading it because, at least it's, it's a whodunit. I mean, it's... it's they This big man comes in, becomes the kingpin of crime, and he's, like, running the city, and there's just this crime wave across, and it's this whole, like, who's the big man? Like, is it J. Jonah Jameson? And J.J.'s like, is it Spider-Man? Like, it's this whole weird trying to figure out who it is, and then, of course, the twist of who it is. I feel like they set it up really well. Uh, but Did right, you have any clue? Did you have any clue? Were you like, oh, it's definitely that guy? I remembered a little bit. Oh, I, I didn't remember at all. So I did, I remember when I when he showed up, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's that guy. But uh, So yeah, kicking right off in the beginning, I love that first scene where they dupe Spider-Man, basically. It reminds me of that scene in issue four, when the burglars pranked him basically yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of similar it's like it's they just make a fool out of him just to publicly humiliate which is kind of funny uh, i could totally see this story adapting really well to the mcu yes like i feel like tom yeah. holland would be able to play that very well i think they should definitely do something like this in one of the movies but... i i really do like that they're also kind of planning ahead they're like all right listen we want to take over the crime we want to take over crime in new york pretty much we want to be the, the at the top of the uh, food chain so let's make sure everybody knows that we can make a fool out of spider-man so you better not mess with us because we could do take out spider-man fool out of him yeah and it establishes you're no match you're no match it establishes that like the criminal underbelly of new york is starting to fear spider-man a little little bit yes so he's kind of getting a bit of a reputation and that there kind of is a criminal underbelly of new york in this universe which gets expanded on yes with my guy yes which we'll get to that. Yes, we will. In a few months. Uh, but that's my that is my favorite. Uh, I actually get that immediately because the enforcers come back in that issue. That is true. That is. Oh, I forgot about that big guy. I was thinking about the other big guy. What big guy? Oh, what? Kingpin. Oh no, I'm You're talking thinking about of Green Mr. Goblin. He started the. He wanted. He wanted to be the big man. Green <laughs> yeah, Goblin. Not, that's not, true. He I didn't say I want to be the big the big man, but he was like he wanted to be head of the crime yeah i forgot i totally forgot about that but uh yeah i don't know the enforcers are fun i mean obviously they're a lot less memorable than some of the other costumed characters um but they're an interesting i i, I like the kind of gang war violence i like that a lot thing. too i think it's fun for spider-man it's a more grounded like exactly yeah. kind of reminds me of daredevil a little bit yeah i do I, I like it for exactly what you said it's a little bit more grounded i don't like the enforcers as, as much as i like the big man I can, I can give for me it's give or take with the force. They're just there is right hand men, you know. There is henchmen. Yeah, I rather them be a little like goofy. Yeah. Um, 
But so that kind of like eh for me. But I I do really like it. I do like you said. I do like the mob kind of story arc. I love how they just you know decided to rob a train with three helicopters, um, and just pick up one of the carts. Another thing that I loved about this issue is I feel like this is some of Steve Ditko's best art. Yeah, because I mean it's all it's mostly like you said. There's really no there's really no costumes other than Spider Man and the Big Man. It's a lot of. So I mean, I'm looking faces. at page five with peter's face where it's half spider-man and half peter like his expression i think that's really yeah. really good art there but also even later as we get into the combat i love a lot of the like action poses and and art for that it's really fun um but yeah i mean going from here jj is trying to figure out who he is uh, and he's working with uh foswell who he's like foswell write an article about uh, how Spider-Man is big man, right? Is that what he says? Yes. Yeah, which, again, he has zero evidence for, but he's like, let's just write it anyway. Uh, and then Betty gets a run-in with the Enforcers. And so I was like, no, not Betty. Like, I'm invested in Betty. And you're wondering, well, what do they want with her? Right, I'm like, is she... Is she the big woman? She's the big woman. Hmm. But they, they rock up and they say, you know, oh, you haven't paid off your loan or whatever. So you're like, what is Betty doing getting in with loan sharks? You know? <laughs> What's going on here? There's some there's something going on there. That Does we... it have to do with the person that, you know, she was talking about in last issue? Who knows? I mean, we don't know. So setting up more intrigue there. But then Peter shows up to save the day. Uh, and then they just immediately kind of tough him up and tell her... Like, what, we're going to beat him up if you don't get us the money or something and like that? And obviously, in classic Peter Parker, Spider-Man way, he can't do anything because of his secret identity. and mm -hmm. So he's just going to kind of have to take the, the strong manning. And I love how Betty's like, oh, I won't, I won't tell you because I don't want you to get hurt. And she runs off. And Peter, who apparently does not understand, I think we've learned that his social skills are pretty bad uh, yeah. over these issues. He's like, I must have been wrong about her. She can't care for me if she won't confide in me. It's like, she's trying to protect you, obviously. That's not, yeah. Like, you're not picking up on that, so he just gives up on her real quickly. Um, I do really like how no one will talk. Lots you know, of secrecy. You would, you would expect, he'd be reading this and be like, oh, he's going to capture one of the hooligans, and they're going to be like, oh, here's the information that you need, Spider-Man, go ahead. And like... <laughs> They're just like, no, I don't, I can't. They're gonna, they're gonna do bad things to me. He ends up having to like scare the crap out of a guy, which is great to get him to talk. He spins a fake spider, and he's like, "I'm gonna feed you to my giant spider if you don't talk." Also, imagine being that criminal and being like, "I swear, guys, he had this giant spider. He was, he has a pet, a giant pet spider. I swear, don't mess with him." He was gonna feed like, me to a spider, and everyone's like, "You are, you need to go to sleep. You need to like." chill out i don't know what what's going on with you but i've never seen a giant spider with spider-man he just rides around on it <laughs> but oh i mean it works he gets him to talk and then he runs it in with the enforcers and starts fighting them well the thing is, is he's looking for the enforcers and they're pretty much ready for him yeah so that makes me wonder again i don't know maybe i'm making my own storyline here like maybe was the guy afraid that he kind of spoke and he was like listen this is my whole plan he's coming so be ready could like you can get him there don't hurt me i'm telling you the info now you get spider-man mm, maybe because he gets lassoed before he even gets to the window yeah they were ready for him they were ready for him hmm. i didn't even catch that that's interesting because how do they know it's a trap 
How do they know? Well, they beat the crap out of him, I'm pretty sure. Ah, well, he, he fights them. He ends up getting out, and that's when he sees Jonah walking out of that building, and that's where he starts to suspect him as the big man. Dixon. How can we forget? Did we go right past it? May, uh, Aunt May needs a blood transfusion. Oh, yeah. We went right past it. I was commenting on the art in that panel, and I forgot about I know, the story I happening know. there. So Aunt May's still sick in this issue. <clears throat> yes. And she needs a blood transfusion. Which he Peter's going to be the one chosen. Yeah. Right. First off, he's like, wait a second. I don't know they're going to find out that I'm Spider-Man through my blood. And also, if I have less spider blood, I'm less of Spider-Man or something like that, which is a weird science I don't think ever came back. I, I don't think it makes any sense, but yeah. No, and I don't think it ever really stuck. No. And so this whole thing is that it's setting up before he fought that he's already going to be weak. So in right. classic Spider-Man fashion, he's got to fight this supervillain or this mob or these a bunch of people, and he's already at a disadvantage. Weakened, yeah. So that's why he's fighting these guys, and he's like, I got to get out of here because the doc told me to rest up, and I'm out here fighting the big man and some guy with a lasso. Yo. So that's, and some that's tiny right. guy. Yeah, so he's, he's weakened because of his uh, loss of blood. Now, we also skipped over with the Aunt May thing. My favorite moment from this ep- er, issue. She's like sick in the hospital. She gets a blood transfusion. <laughs> she gets discharged from the hospital. And he's like, I know what you need. You need to go on a trip to Florida. Don't you know this lizard man's out there? Like this, I don't know how old she is, but like 80, 90 something year old woman just got out of the hospital. And it's like, you need to travel. That'll be good you for need, you. You need don't to need go to around. rest. You need to go to hot ass Florida, where there's lizard people running around in swamps, and you need to you need to take a break. He's like he's like yeah the next door neighbors want you to join them on a trip to Florida. That's just what you need. And I read that and I was like, what? Like she needs to go home and rest. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, I guess rid of her for the story. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's whatever, but I, it's silly. But uh, it's anyway, so he, he thinks JJ is the big man. So they start setting that up, <clears throat> and right. Betty leaves town. Yeah, because she doesn't want Peter to get hurt. She doesn't want him to get tangled up in the enforcers and the big man. So she's kind so of she's like, putting him at arm's best, length. The best thing I could do is get out of here. What's going on there? We don't know. Um, this might be... You know, this isn't good for their relationship. No. Well, it is good. It's bringing them closer in the end. Oh, you're one of those, like, if you if you cut a rope and then tie it back together, the two ends are closer together? Are you that type of guy? Well, it's, you know, they're, they're, she's keeping him at arm's length, but ultimately <laughs> just, they can open up. Around. And their yeah, love will I'm just kidding. We all know their romance doesn't last very long. But What? Well, I don't know. I actually have no idea how long it lasts, to be honest. So we'll see, I guess. At least until issue thirty something. Yeah, for a well, while, yeah, at minimum. But uh so Peter goes to JJ and there he's kinda starting to suspect him and he meets with Foswell and he's like, Hey, are you fine writing this story that you don't believe is true? And Foswell's like, I don't care, I just write whatever he tells me to, so well, I mean, he does care. He's tried not to write that story. Right. And he was like, I'm going to fire you if you don't. He's like, all right, bet. Yeah, so he goes for it. But ultimately, Peter's master plan is to brag that he knows who the big man is so he can get captured. Uh, and this is where we see Flash try to be nice to him. And it's it's cool because, I mean, these are kids. I mean, you got to remember that. Like, they're kids, so it's like, even though there's a there's a you know a kid that's a bit of an asshole, bleep that if you need to. No. Um, 
You've got kids listening to this, right? Um, <laughs> you know, you, you think about young kids. I mean, they still like they're probably going to grow up to be okay people for the most part, and they're just not very nice when they're kids because they're kids. Right. So you can see that there's there's a nice person with Flash. He just is a stupid kid and uh, not very not a very nice kid. A kid that needs to get smacked around a little. Mm-hmm. So. It's true to uh, the real world, I guess. Really, yeah. I feel like even uh, even you see someone that's probably not the nicest or taking things out on other people, they're probably not probably okay underneath. You know, maybe it, it develops Flash as a character a little bit. He's like, right. he's like, hey, you know, I know I maybe I'm thinking into the psychology too much. I'm like, listen, this uh, comic book character. Let me tell you. <laughs> There's layers. Layers. There's layers. I think there. Is, I think Stanley is really good at characterization. I think he makes really deep characters. But that's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm thinking about a lot because I know his background was doing the comics, the magazines, but weren't they like they were like detective type of comics, right? No. Well, that was in the '50s. A lot of it was like right. Romance he was doing a lot of that. Horror. Right, romance. You're right. He hated that, and he wanted to write more character-driven stories. That was why he created Fantastic Four. That's why he created Spider-Man. Right, right. So you can tell he definitely tries to flesh out the characters more. But he had that background in that type of, like, more realistic story, I guess. Yeah. So, That's what I'm trying to Enforcers kidnap Peter, uh, and then it gets into the fight scene. And this was ultimately... I, I love this fight scene. He's, like, fighting all these mobsters and throwing barrels and jumping out of cars and fighting the guy with the lasso. I mean, jumping through tires, flying through the air. Like, so much fun, fun action like that. Yeah, it's amazing. Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider. Oh, all right, well, issue ten. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really does seem like each issue the art does get better. Like, I don't know if they seem like it's getting really popular, so they're like eight stands or Steve's like, all right, maybe I got a little try a little, gotta draw a little, try a little harder. I hate to say that; it's such, it feels like it's such a rude thing to say to like such like icons, but it's like it might be true. I mean, you think about it; there were still people back then, right? Yeah, I mean, they were probably making this book like no one's gonna buy this, you know? Exactly. So like, I'll scribble some shit. All right. Yeah, exactly. And then now it's like popular. It's like, all right, let me take my time. People actually care about this. Yeah, I think the art in this book, like the action scene, I love all of the action shots. I think it's really, really good. Yeah, when he's when he's, I don't know, we kind of didn't get that, but when they're, maybe we got that when he like he goes to their hideout. Yeah. Wait, I thought, yeah. Did I skip ahead a little bit? Uh, no, I think that was right before the action, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, anyways, he gets to their hideout, and that's where the action's happening. He's literally fighting like what, like ten guys? More, if even more than that. Then the yeah, you're like I said, the art is. Yeah, and that was where I really enjoyed that. Like, it was just fun to see him taking on all these gangsters and like ultimately trying to get the big man. Uh, and then how does it? How does he end up catching him? Oh, he signals the police. Right, so he takes the uh, handy-dandy spider signal out of his belt, webs it, and just chucks the thing, and the police see it, and they come on. Again, because they kind of tire Spider-Man out. Like, he never wins this battle. He just kind of, like, taps out. Yeah, well, he gets the police to come in and take him. Exactly, right. He ultimately tries to chase the big man, and he doesn't even catch him. But again, it's because... He's too tired. He's like, I can't. Usually, I'd be, I'd be there before he even got out the door. And that's where I, I liked the twist ending because Big Man got away, and I was like, Oh, does he not catch him in this issue? And then you cut to the next page, and the police show up to arrest not J. Jonah Jameson, but Mister Foswell. Oh my God! The character you were just introduced to this episode issue. God dang it! 
this new issue is where like who's thing. this random side character oh of course he's the main villain yeah i yeah i had no idea it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun twist yeah i had no idea i guess i wasn't reading into it. i thought it was just like you know the like little thing that fleshing out jay jones character in terms of what lengths he'll go to to do in spider-man i thought that's what it was in the beginning of the issue and that's they were just kind of using foswell as that kind of well, character they, to guide that and they make you think that jj right. is going to be big man and then the police right. show up and pete's like oh here they are coming to arrest jj i was right and it's foswell Oswell. so I, I think that's a really fun twist i think that's why i really enjoy this issue is because it's this whole whodunit and then you end up figuring out who it is and that's really fun and and I like, again, it kind of, this issue is very grounded in terms of a Spider-Man book because the way he's caught is so simple and so, I guess you could say real, is like the police found, like, saw him escaping the scene and then when he got out of the car, checked his car and found all the big man gear. Hmm. That's it. Grounded. And my favorite, the very ending of this issue, dives into JJ's motives. It's why he hates Spider-Man. Yeah, and it's kind of sad. I, it's really sad, but what I love about it is it really paints... Like, JJ's not the antagonist for Spider-Man, but he's kind of a mirror image of him, in a way. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. What, he, what he says here when he's talking about him, he says, you know, Spider-Man represents everything that I'm not, and that's why I hate him. He's brave, he's powerful, he's unselfish, the truth is I envy him. And all that we have been talking about the first two episodes of this podcast is how he's selfish, and he's not necessarily always the bravest. Like, J.J. hates him because he sees him as this hero. He's like, oh, he's so unselfish. He fights for the good of others. But we've seen that that's not the case. And it's kind of funny because this is so real because I literally said in the first episode of this, I was like, there'd be times where I would, in my own life, make a mistake, and then I'd go, like, I'd go consume some of Spider-Man, you know? You know, read a book. Then I'd be like, this guy is... This guy is, I mean... I can't stand up to this guy. He's, like, so nice. He's so, like, I can't... I, I, I make this mistake. I made this mistake in my life. It's like, yeah, this guy's just such a, you know, great, outstanding citizen. And then I go to read the issues, and I'm like, no, he's not. He's not. He's just like me. And that's... <laughs> okay. And that's... He's just like he's JJ. Worse than, he's worse than me. And then, like, JJ's having a similar talk with himself, where it's yeah. like, this guy. But I'm, uh... Really I wasn't having that type of talk. I, w- I wasn't saying I'm a horrible human being, and, um... You know, because I can't be like a better person, I'm gonna do in that better person. Yeah, I think I think the most interesting character arc that I'm looking forward to seeing over the history of Spider-Man comics is JJ's, because he starts hating Peter because he envies him, and, or hating Spider-Man because he envies him, and all of this. And over the years, his character undergoes a lot of changes. So I'm really excited to kind of see how his character changes and how. The character develops because JJ is really one of the main characters of the Spider-Man mythos. Uh, so I think it's interesting to dive into his motives a little bit, and then and then it ends on the cliffhanger of Betty being out of town and kind of ending with the mystery of well, where is she and what's going to happen and what is going on with her, and we will dive into that next week. So thoughts on issue ten? Where do you rank it? In the whole thing, I would say. Towards the top, I it was my favorite this week. Hands down. I don't think I don't think any of this issues broke four or three. Mm-hmm. Like I think those are still better. Even like two, I really enjoy two. Obviously, I don't even I don't even think you could put AF fifteen 
in that conversation yeah, because yeah. it can't even be beaten. Um, but I did really enjoy it. And I, the, these four issues really were less action, action. Even though there was a lot of action, it was... I wasn't as interested in the action there as was I was. There was a lot of story. Right, and I was more interested in the people than I was in the action of Spider-Man. Yeah, they're starting to flesh out the side characters, flesh out like the story driving them. I think Stanley, you can tell he's starting to experiment with like different types of stories. I mean, he did the whole whodunit, and he did you know, all of that. But uh, all in all, I think a great, great five issues. I do too. A little bit. I mean, again, I read them when sitting, so who knows? That could uh, swayed my uh, opinion of them. But I don't know. It was. It, it's not going to hold a candle to five. Yeah. It's not even going to come close. Yeah. First and I don't think it. Like. And I. The next five I'm talking about. Oh, the next five. We got some good ones coming next and, week. I'm and excited. I don't think it, I also don't think it holds a candle to the first five either. I don't think there's even a competition. So I, I, th- I honestly, go ahead. I honestly think it's I don't and I don't think fifteen to twenty. I think fifteen to twenty is gonna be better than these five. And I think so on and so forth. I think as we go on, these five issues, this episode two of Webhead the Combo Club, um. As you look back, it's going to be a weaker spot. Yeah, yeah. Five Comparatively, minutes. yeah, I agree. I agree. Like they're good, but we are about to hit some straight bangers coming yes. up in the series. Yes. So before we dive into which, because I want to do the same thing we did last episode with which issue you're looking forward to the most, which I already know your answer, but we're going to dive into that. I said number ten was my favorite. Which issue was your favorite this week? Uh, maybe six. I really. And I'm not like this, and this is kind of like you know snobby. I think they're I think the enforcers are just really goofy, <laughs> and they're they like are. too goofy. They are. I love I love goofiness. I love it. I really do. Yeah. I think they're too goofy. Yeah. But it's the, the guy with the lasso. It's the, the guy with the, the lasso. The lizard man is much more serious. But the guy with the lasso? <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's cool. You were, I don't. It's just it's just goofy. I, I don't know. Maybe. I, maybe Prior to this it. week, I would have agreed with you, but I really enjoyed that issue, so I was very surprised. No, I enjoyed it too. Everything, if the guy with the if Montana was out of the issue, I'd enjoy it a little. Not the short no, guy if... with the black belt. <laughs> That's realistic. My, my sh- shout out to my short kings out there. <laughs> it's a little goofy. That's a little goofy. I, I can can, I, can I actually read a, uh, a spider's web? <clears throat> yes. It's the one I was talking about. Oh, okay. Is it in issue 10? Yes, it is at the, uh, on issue 10. Okay. <clears throat> So this is a spider's web. Anybody doesn't know, at the end of every issue, pretty much uh, fans would would send in um, letters to pretty much bring straight to Stan Lee, and he would answer them in this segment. It's about you know about a page, two pages. It was one page front and back. So here's one that really stood out to me when I was actually reading the issue. Dear Stan and Steve, one thing I really like about Steve's art is he really gives fans, the beady-eyed little rascals, something to gawk at. What with Liz and Betty. Uh, Caravanting around in every issue. Aunt May is all right too. Um, that's a bit. Um, if you're about eighty, and like that type, unfortunately, I'm twenty-one. Got something to say to Stan, namely about the Avengers by George. It is pretty ridiculous. I'm not getting into the Avengers. Anyways, I wanted to read that first part. Stan's response is absolutely amazing. Uh, by the way, this is John F. Uh, Lebar, three hundred five, uh, number Jordan Street, Allentown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Um, oh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. That's I'm familiar with that area. Yeah, and dox yourself too, with George. I'm not living there, but no. I've been there. Um, 
Sans says, look who's criticizing. A guy who doesn't even like Ant uh, May's type. Just wait till you're 80, Johnny boy. Well, and I love how this, this guy who's writing in is like, oh, I like all the eye candy, except for Aunt May. It's like, I don't think she's there for eye candy, but I guess this is the 60s, so not surprising that some guy is thinking that all the female characters are just there for eye candy. But that's what I love about Stan Lee, is he's like, screw you, I'm writing a good character. They're not just there to be... It was just more the guy is just like... He's goofy. Why isn't Aunt May hot? <laughs> well, now he's happy with the MCU, I'm sure. Well... He was 21 here. Yeah, he's pretty old now, huh? Now he's now. Now he he's thinks Aunt May is a fox. Now he's reading these issues and he's like, "God damn!" <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, next episode on Weapons, we will be diving into issues 11 through 15. Straight heavy Straight hitters. Straight heavy hitters. Every single one of them. Which one are you looking forward to the most? Um, number 14, yeah. as we know. I like Green <clears throat> Goblin just as much as I like Spider-Man. And I say that with my chest. They are tied for me in terms of character. That's bold. That's bold. I say it with my chest. I am going to have a different answer. Okay, say 13. Go ahead. I was thinking 13 because Mysterio is really cool. Okay, say 11. I'm going to put kind of 11 and 12 in one category because it's a two-part story. I'm excited to see the return of Dr. Octopus. I'm actually excited for 15 as well. 15 is probably the one I'm least excited for, which maybe, who knows, we'll come next week and I'll say that was my favorite one. I don't even know. Can I, can I say a hot take? Sure. I'm at least excited for 13. We'll see. We'll see how it holds up. We'll see it how might you because, feel next it week. Might, it might be because I have a vivid memory of like every panel from it. Maybe. I don't remember. So I honestly don't remember any of these except for 14. So I'm I'm going in kind of blind here because now we're getting to the point where there's going to be some comics that I have not read. So I'm looking for forward me, to For me, I think that happens in the next. The next, when we get to like 16 to, to 20. Yes. That will continue. There's a lot in there. And then once we get to the 20s, there's a lot that I haven't read. So... We are diving into new territory. We're continuing. So if you are reading along at home before next Monday, read issue 11 through 15, and you can find us right back in all of the same places, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, every single Monday at 6 o'clock, new episodes. Uh, anything you want to say before we close this one out? I think this one went pretty well. I think this one went better than the first one. <laughs> We're learning. We're getting better. We still are. Listen, I still don't know half the words I speak out of my mouth, okay? Listen, you know, it is what it is, but... It is what it is. You just come along for the ride. But uh, I'm going to plug our socials. Got them right below on the video. If you're listening on podcast format, you can find me at YouTube DA Comics. I'm on TikTok now. I made a TikTok. I caved. We both I did made too. TikToks. Uh, I am <laughs> at DA underscore comics. Uh, you can find him on TikTok at It's JP Creations, as well as JP Creations on YouTube. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RealDATweets. Uh, JP is on Instagram at j.p.creations. So go yes. and follow us there. We will see you guys there. Uh, in the meantime... Uh, you better do your reading. You better do your reading and you better Don't be go, like me. Don't put it off till the last minute. Don't put it off. Don't put it off. And you better go see Spider-Man No Way Home this week because we will probably give a brief, 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 brief thoughts on that next episode so if you don't see it i'm spoiling it in the first two seconds of the, of the next episode spider-man dies no, <laughs> he dies i haven't seen it yet but 
Yeah, I'm not gonna actually spoil it. There's gonna be someone that's like, I can't, I can't watch. Yeah, no, we're not gonna spoil anything, but go and watch it. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably care about Spider-Man enough to go and see the movie. So, if you made it to the end, if you made it to the end, and you're on YouTube or you're on Spotify, go to the comments on YouTube. Tell us you made it to the end. Tell us you made it to the end. Tell us you watched the whole thing. Yeah, we want to know who the real ones are. Yeah, because so. I actually really want to know who watched the whole thing. Yeah. So we'll see you guys. I read every single comment. I'm sure he'll be reading in the comments. So if you got any questions, any comments, tell us your thoughts on these five issues. Which was your favorite issue out of these five? Do you agree with our takes? Do you disagree with our takes? I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on it down below. So Mm -hmm. uh, with that said, we are going to be signing off. We'll see you guys next week on Monday with the next episode of Webheads. Peace out. Stay safe, everybody.